Look and revisit your favorite wrestling storylines. I'm your commissioner, High Five Mike. Today, I'm your game Money Allen. Hello, people, and may the fourth be with Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Late night, Keefe Keefe. I can't let that travesty go Travis on any further. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary individuals, my name is Late Night Keefe Keefe, and I am the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed, undefeated Book It Boy of the year. Put him on the screen. I really don't want to. Because this one's for him. Damone T-Money. Alan. Keith, have I ever told you I love you? How did I you become you too, how, how did you become <laughs> such a simp for Demone? Last, <laughs> last night on Debatable, <laughs> you, you made fun of him. Tonight you're all on his dick. What happened? Hey, game recognized game. He won fair and square, so he says. He did not win fair and square. I did. He campaigned. No, you campaigned. <laughs> what while election I was on hiatus. campaigning? Winners, winners don't take vacations. I was like, on hiatus. Homecoming king. <laughs> like, this is. Hey, hey you you. I'm just attaching my 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 ship to the to the ship that's not sinking. Yeah, mm. your sail. I'm supporting Damone in this 2021, the year of black excellence. Thank you, Keith. Honestly, Keith, fudge. I don't. I don't want to say this to you before uh, you critique my product, <laughs> but I hate you in that headband because you look like Baker Mayfield. So fuck you right now. I, I'm gonna hate you the rest of the night. He does look like Baker Mayfield. I should go put on my Mayfield jersey. Uh, ooh, ooh. and bad guy Kenny. <laughs> I hate that. Hey, <laughs> I, I don't like the food ones for the 28,000th time this week. He loves no, for the, the, no for the moan. No, <laughs> I hate the food ASMR. It's gross. Mm. Somebody, there's mm. somebody out there I'll listening. You will eat mm. <laughs> there's, no, there's definitely people who like the food ones. To be I'm honest, not one of them. To be honest, you just sound like Travis every week. <laughs> 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 All right. So this week we are gonna continue on with our book it verse. Um, we're gonna have uh, our week three pay per views with D Money and Lil Fudge continuing theirs, um, and we're just gonna go ahead and get into it. If you haven't been listening, you should go back and listen to all the parts. Yes. There's a lot of them. You should. It'll keep, it'll right keep you busy. This go is back. a long, engaging, and honestly, some of the most fun we've ever had on Book It series. This is you, something you, you gotta here, check out. You weren't here for John Cena goes heel, so <laughs> that was 
10 episodes? Nine that episodes? was a nine episode series. So there was nine weeks where we just booked John Cena going heel. We've been doing this yeah. for about that long. Not to mention the uh, um, the GOAT Drag. series going on for like yeah, three months. Right. To be fair, and that, there was a good part, pretty much an entire episode of me and Travis just yelling at each other about The Fiend. I love that. <laughs> Uh, did, was that was that how it turned into an episode? The episode with the fiend and uh, no, no, that was, was the John Cena one. Yeah, it was John Cena. But yeah, and we then, talked about the fiend being in, being brought back, and then he brought the fiend back the next week anyway. <laughs> I hate him. We, I kind of want to go back and listen to that and see how we booked that because I completely forgot. Well, um, you know where you can go back and listen to it at, Mike. T13media.com, the letter T, the number one, three spelled out, media.com, slash shows. Um, or slash book it, whichever you decide. It'll get you or there. Or slash anyway. nothing, just go to the really, home screen. Yeah, it's just on the home screen now. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go ahead and we're gonna get into it. T-Money, let's hear it. Welcome to Evolve Presents Bash at the Beach. So this is going to be you. this is gonna be in July. So it's going to be, we're, it's party time. It's summertime. We're hanging. We're chilling, man. So um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's live from Miami, Florida. So um, it's college. They're going to have a shit ton of college kids. Girls going wild. And, girls going wild. Girls in bikinis. We're, part, we're having a good time. Beach balls everywhere. Um, it is going to be hosted by Miami, Florida's own Jorge Masvidal. And we're gonna, as always, you have to have a musical performance. Who the fuck is Jorge Masato? UFC, UFC fighter. He's huge in Miami. He's from. I Miami. thought you were gonna say Pitbull. Wait, wait. Is is is? I thought you were gonna say like a Miami Dolphin. I'd take Pitbull over fucking MMA fighter any day. So, yeah. is <laughs> your is your musical um, concert? Is it Will Smith singing "Welcome to Miami"? It actually is. It actually hey! is. It is actually Will Smith who's going to be performing. Get jiggy with it. Summertime in Miami. I'm say just be Miami. Miami in summertime. Yeah. So summertime, yeah. Summertime. The musical performance is Will Smith. He's we're just spending money. You gotta spend money to make money, baby. Hey, um, well, so you got five dollar signs already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, write that down. So <laughs> I might lose it here. So uh, match number one is going to be. For the Evolve Light Heavyweight Championship, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this now. This is a complete meme ass match. Don't so tell us. Judge it, judge it that it. way. No, lean no. into it. Don't no, don't, don't tell us, us it's a meme. Let the sh- let it tell us it's a meme. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be OJ Simpson versus Juventud yeah. Guerrera for the Evolve Light Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the night- you know, hold on. You know what? What I'm upset about. Is you didn't come to me and say, "Hey, can I borrow Orange Cassidy?" I almost did, but you hate. I didn't. Our working relationship. Even, our relationship. You didn't even try. I was. I almost. I was gonna. <laughs> if you didn't have Orange Cassidy, he was gonna be on commentary. I love how Mike is just like or, or the how to write comedy wrestling. You didn't even try <laughs> to come. I'm at disappointed you. we're not having OJ Simpson versus Orange Cassidy. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, Mike, is what we talked about um, already happened? Uh yeah, well no it well we made that yeah but right. next week collusion about your secrets your Illuminati business we, <laughs> we can do it we can do it 
Jamal, go ahead, use them. If you're not going to tell the, the <laughs> listeners what's going on, then shut up. Collision. <laughs> um, but there's been a trade made. Oh. It was a one-night trade off. <laughs> if, if you want to do... <laughs> I must say, X-Pac... Um, he... <laughs> X-Pac, X-Pac gets victory. Don't, Victoria don't, gets no I, more I sexism. Think, don't, don't give any more away. Okay. Oh, don't okay. tell anybody anything because okay, that, why'd you bring it up? My the story. listeners want to know. <laughs> anyway, no, you'll know next week when I when I do my booking. <laughs> Cliff hanging eight minutes into the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, it's going to be Hooventude weighing in at 166 pounds. OJ he lost a little bit of weight. He's down to 205 to make the weight limit. So he's been, he's been going like a motherfucker. You should have had Hoovy gain weight. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's uh, on an episode of Sin, which is our weekly program. Hoovy and Vicky Guerrero, who's managing Hoovitude, um, say that he's been he's been dominating the lightweight division. He's been champion for a while. There's no one who can beat him because he is the juice. Suddenly, the lights go out, and out comes OJ Simpson. OJ says throughout his NFL career and even before, even right now, he is called the Juice and he is a Hall of Famer. But in wrestling, there's something he hasn't done. That's win a win championship gold. Vicky grabs the mic. She says, "Well, that's something you should be used to not winning championships since you played for the Buffalo Bills." Ooh, yeah. okay. Mike. Okay, I like where this is going. <laughs> uh, says. You're I'm more than welcome. I'm more than happy to welcome you, OJ, to evolve, but I'm not some white woman. So you white woman, so you can't just beat me. Wow. What wow. ECW? ECW. <laughs> I'm about to say, this is ECW. Damn. Uh so on the following episode, uh Hooventude has a match against Crash Holly, and he wins, but after the match, he tells Vicky to grab a bottle of orange juice and he douses. Uh, Crash Holly in it, and then he mocks OJ. OJ comes comes out to the ring. He puts to on a glove that doesn't fit. <laughs> um, well, wait for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. Uh, and then OJ comes out to make the save, and he knocks down Hoovy with a knife edge chop. As <laughs> as Vicky grabs him and grabs Hoovy to pull him out of the ring, and they go head to the back. It's announced by the powers that be that they will be they will the match for Bash at the Beach will be in Mimosa Mayhem, which the only way to win is to throw your opponent into a swimming pool of mimosa. So um, you're, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you're your general manager of the powers that be. Yes. Because this sounds like some Vince Russo shit. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, this is we're going for right here. Russo, Russo. <laughs> So uh, we're gonna go to the match. The match starts with Hooventude dominating. Obviously, he's the actual wrestler, uh, but he starts getting really cocky and he's mocking OJ. Um, at one point, he goes for the 450 splash, but OJ is able to move out of the way at the last second and gain the advantage. Uh, they start fighting back and forth, but eventually, uh, Hoovy goes. For, he hits a low blow on OJ or on OJ and yells to Vicky, "Grab it, grab it!" She goes under the ring and grabs a black box. And hands it to Hoovy, who opens it to reveal a pair of black gloves. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> uh, I knew it. 
Hoovy tries to put the gloves on, but just as he's trying to pull them down, they're just too small. Mm. <laughs> they're like just this. too small. Like comic, like where you can tell they're obviously <laughs> small. Uh, he then yells at Vicky uh, outside the ring. He's yelling at her, but then out of nowhere, OJ hits a spear. Um, OJ grabs Hoovy, pulls him out of the ring to start pulling him towards the pool of Mimosa. Uh, just as he's about to throw Hoovy into the pool, we hear a car horn bl- blaring. Uh, OJ is like, what the hell is that? Looks back towards the ramp, and then you see pulling into the arena a white Ford Bronco. I knew it. <laughs> the Al Cowling's driving the Bronco. <laughs> uh, OJ is completely confused, and out of the car comes Charlotte Flair. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Charlotte oh, Flair God. comes out, uh, distract, which obviously distracts OJ. OJ's like, what the hell? Uh, from behind, Hoovy grabs him, hits a Hoovy driver, and then chucks OJ into the mimosa to retain the title. Up on so the we- ramp, Charlotte <laughs> claps and then leaves, and then OJ gets arrested for violating his parole. So he's so he's distracted <laughs> by white women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he lost me. He lost me a white woman. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go first on this. Yes. Uh, I saw his face the whole time. You gotta let Mike go first. <laughs> you had me and lost me. Like you the points were they went up, then you went you went to a four, then it went down to a half. Just 25 <laughs> with, with the Bills uh, jab. Oh, wait. Uh, that, was, that was heel heat. You made your way back up to a 3.5 because you had Charlotte Flair in there and the White Bronco. But that's it. 3.5? I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll give you a 3.5. Generous. That's generous as fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna I, go I, I, I can be okay with the meme, man. Like, I get the meme. <sighs> go ahead. That's still a good score. Then what I thought you were going to come with. Good, yeah, you, you, were really, like, you, had go, you were to give him some I, I was. I almost gave a point five. I, when you, when I originally talked about this match, you said I was getting a point five. So the fact that I got a three point five well, you, out Char- of it, you, brought okay, Charlotte, you were able to bring Charlotte Flair in, so. You could add any other white woman. You brought a Charlotte Flair. <laughs> this sounds like some ECW shit. <laughs> I'm going to let everybody else go. I, I need some more opinions about this so I can kind of – I'm not sure how I feel. I'm with Mike. Uh, you had me and lost me and had me. And it was like a roller coaster. Like, uh, I feel like it would be interesting to watch, but like, I'm not going to be like excited about it. <laughs> It's a train wreck you can't look away from. It is. like <laughs> I'm nervous like that this is setting a tone for your whole show. <laughs> right. I don't know if I would have wanted that to open the show. Yeah, because you got to open. What do you do when you first get wake up in the morning and you want to get fucked up? Drink a mimosa. OJ is a main eventer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was this really light heavyweight championship too? Yes, yes. Oh shit! Oh, OJ came out Honestly, here looking that makes it so much worse. OJ yeah. came out here looking like he's been starved. Oh, I'm sorry, Damon. I gotta give you, I'll give you two and a half. The half is for creativity because that was very interesting. But after I watched that once, I ain't ever watching that again. <laughs> uh, John or Kenny? 
I'm letting Kenny go. Okay. Um, Keith, what was your score again? Two. 50. 250. Give me my 50 cents. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was all the way in on this. I'm giving it. (laughs) How how am I not surprised? Yeah, I'm giving it a four and a half. I'm giving it. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, mean, if if you're gonna go silly, you gotta go all the way with it. And I and he did. I think the only (laughs) only reason I gave it, only took a point five away from it, was, I mean, I feel like the. The white Bronco was just like, <laughs> like really like beating <laughs> on a dead horse. But, uh, it was, but it was like, I mean, I still mess with it though. It was just like that was like, ah, we really, we really into it. <laughs> now, if you would have had Caitlyn Jenner instead of Charlotte come out of the van, oh wow, oh I forgot you hate Charlotte. So <laughs> oh, you you would have got you would have gotten a half a yeah. I mean, that would have killed, yeah. killed me. That would have killed me for Mike. Yeah, Charlotte Flair <laughs> saved it for him. So, so OJ is zero two now. Is what it's looking like. <laughs> y'all did not help me one bit because y'all were everywhere on the spectrum with those ratings. And I was nah, like, make your own rating. I, I can tell how I feel because you know I love the meme shit. Y'all know I love that. Go ahead and give him his five dollars. That was so bad, but so good <laughs> at the same time. I hated every second of that, but I loved every second of that. <laughs> I feel like I reverted back to my 14-year-old 4chan-dwelling-ass self. I feel like the worst in me was brought out. You, you were in B again? Yes. I'm going to be the enlightened centrist on this take because I can't commit to hating it or loving it and give it an exact $3. I'll take it. Who would have thought OJ versus Hoobie would have gotten? <laughs> I just could not commit to loving it or hating it. I just couldn't commit, so I just put a dead square in the middle. I want to see the poster, Juice versus Juice. Juice versus Juice. With, juice versus with, Juice for the Juice. We should have had Orange Cassidy as the guest ref. I, I would have. by Sunny Delight. You should. You, all you had to do was reach out to me. That's it. I, 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 our Evolve and WCW's relationship has been rocky. I, you didn't even try. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, quit airing your drama out, you yeah. companies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're gonna go to match two. This is gonna be a more obviously a more serious match. So this is gonna be for the television title. So it's gonna be uh Volter versus Nakamura. Um so uh Volter, he's been the champion since February. He beat um the great Muda to win the title. Um, and he's being everybody he's faced clean. So Nakamura, he's re- he was in that triple threat match to determine the greatest Japanese wrestler, but he lost because of the black mist. So with the black mist, you're blind for like, excuse me, for like a month. But he finally recovered, and he defeated the great the great Muda to end the rivalry and to lay claim to being the true pride of Japan. Um, Nakamura wins a beat the clock sprint. <clears throat> To become the number one contender for the television title, so he in that he beats the time of Hogan, Savage, Goldberg. He beats their time, so he becomes the new number one contender. Um, Volter tells Nakamura he's simply too small to defeat him, and that at Bash at the Beach he is going to show why British strong style is superior to Japanese strong style. Um. Nakamura says that he's going to win the title and bring it home for the people of Japan. Um, so the match itself, it's hard hitting back and forth. Obviously, they're both very stiff when they want to be. Obviously, 
like Walter is always stiff. Um, so they at one point they trade chops, but Walter obviously gains the upper hand. Um, Nakamura he starts to work on Walter's legs um, to get the bigger man down, and he he does work on and start to chop him down. Um, but the finish comes when um, uh, Walter Walter he kicks out of one Kinshasa. Uh, Nakamura goes for a second one to put down Walter, but Walter's able to counter it into a thunderous power bomb to retain. So he barely escapes with the title. But post match, um, Walter he he shakes the hand of Nakamura as a sign of respect because they both respect each other because they both fight hard as fuck, and uh, they they shake hands and Walter walks away, still television champion. Bro, I feel like Walter's going to cave in Shinsuke's chest. Like, you know how Kofi's chest is kind of caved in? It's going to be like that. I feel so bad for him. That's everyone who faces Walter. Your chest yeah. is going to cave in. It's just part of it. Shinsuke's got such a... <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be dope, though. I think this match would be really good. Like, I like the buildup of the Strong Style versus Strong Style, too. But I really feel like Walter is just going to, like, He's just gonna cave Shinsuke's chest in so bad. Uh, but I think I like it. I like it a lot, especially after that silly matchup. Like this is super serious. Um, I'm gonna say four dollars. Okay. I'll go next. I'm actually going to give this three dollars. Um, it, it is gonna be a good match. Uh, it, it lacks some of the things that, that you know. Are my like, taste. Right. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, it's still great for what it is. I'm not a big strong style mark, but I appreciate it for what it is. Uh, I actually, the me of three years ago would kick myself in the nuts for saying this, thought the wrong person won. Um, I think that after Nakamura recovers from the great Muda and beats him for that feud, you're kind of building him up just to kind of tear him back down again. So it's kind of he's had this really weird up and down. And yes. I, don't I don't know what's know. next for him. So I feel like he should have won that match. I, mean, I know Valter's book strong, but I, I feel like if anybody was going to beat him at this point, Nakamura should have been the one. All right. Um, Kenny or Mike? All right. Oh. So go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, we both kept saying it's the same song. Um, I, I was going to give it a four. I think it's a pretty good matchup. Even though I'm not a fan of, uh, of Walter. But I, I, I see what you're trying to do. That's why. That's why I appreciate it for what it is. So I'm gonna give it a four. It's not my kind of match, but but yeah, I understand what you're trying to do with it. I agree with John as far as the buildup of Shinsuke kind of getting fucked. But I'm gonna go ahead and give it a four. Okay. Damn. Take care. Can I can I give you a four and a half because I feel like I liked it a lot more than everyone else. Like I really would have enjoyed seeing them kick. I was shit about to raise myself a little bit, but I'll let Keith do the raise because I felt like you know Kenny and Mike agreed with the same things I said, but gave it a whole dollar more than me. So I was like, okay, maybe I was a bit abusive. I figured I'd take the average up with a four point five. So I'll, I'll, let, still I'll early. let Keith he's give him the five, raise. He's got five more matches. I don't want to. Don't spoil it. Man. I'll, I'll let Keith give him that extra fifty cents. I'll, I feel I'll like this is your real opener. Yeah, yeah. That first one was just silly, like. It was silly, but this is like my yeah. real, like first real, like match. Yeah. So, um, next one is going to be the uh, TLC match 
for the Evolve Tag Team Championship. So um, I'm not going to tell you who's in it yet. So the Young Bucks, they uh, obviously they retained their title at um, No Way Out with Hogan's help. Um, the Young Bucks then begin to refuse to give DIY a rematch, choosing each week instead to face lo- local competition. Um, one week, Sin is live in Detroit, Michigan, and it's about three, four weeks before the pay-per-view is going to happen, um, or Bash at the Beach is going to happen. Um, and DIY says, we're sick of your games. You need to face us. The Young Bucks are like, nope, we're doing. We're facing young local competition again, so stop asking for a rematch. You're not getting it. Um, and they pretty much they do the nonchalant, whoever it is, just come out so we can kick your ass. Suddenly you hear... The machine guns go off. PCW <laughs> comes out the Motor City machine guns, who race to the ring and mm. they start laying it into the Young Bucks. So the Young Bucks are reeling and they're really close to losing the title when Matt Jackson, purposely right in front of the referee, low blows Alex Shelley to get DQ'd so that they retain the titles. Um, they try to then escape to the back, but DIY comes out. And does the like forces them to like walk back towards the ring? They slide back in the ring and then um, they're cornered. Um, by the way, at this point, at this time, Hogan's not there because he's busy going to make some shitty movie. Um, <laughs> so they get driven back into the ring. The Motor City Machine Guns are DIY. They take turns beating up the Young Bucks. Um, as the Motor City Machine Guns are celebrating, Champa and Gargano actually attack the Young Bucks from behind. Um, the, the next week, and they're, so they're the last one. They're the last one standing. The next week, DIY cuts a promo saying that it's nothing personal with the young with the Motor City Machine Guns, but they stole their title shot. Um, so it's announced that the Young Bucks at um, Bash at the Beach will actually be defending the title against both teams in the TLC match, and Hogan is still is banned from ringside, there, and that there must be a winner. So it's going to be the Young Bucks versus DIY versus the Motor City Machine Guns in the TLC match. So it's a back and forth affair. The Young Bucks and Motor City Machine Guns are flying everywhere. Um, They brawl into the crowd. Uh, DIY tries to ground both teams using their submission game to slow the other teams down at some point. But at one point, they do, they, um, Gargano and Ciampa do stereo uh, suicide dives to take out the other teams. Um, the Young Bucks hit a Meltzer driver on Gargano through a table. That this is towards this is the fi- the finish. They hit a Meltzer driver on Gargano through a table to take him essentially out of the match. They then slide into the ring and they go to do a double super kick on Ciampa, but he ducks out of the way and they lay out Shelly, who is now out. Um, the Young Bucks then set up a ladder and they race to the top. They do like run to the top, but Champa uh, and um, Saban um, they work together to pull both of the Young Bucks down to keep them from grabbing the title. At that point, at the same time, uh, Champa <laughs> hits fairy tale ending on Matt Jackson. The Saban hits a cradle shock on um, Nick Jackson. Um, both men then make their way up to the ladder. They're trading blows as they go up. Um, Saban gets the upper hand. He bounces Champa's head off the ladder, sending him crashing to the ground. Saban reaches up and he grabs the Evolved Tag Team's Champions, chip, their tag team titles, to win the match. 
So Evolve or the new Evolve tag team champions are the Motor City Machine Guns. And at the end, Shelly joins Saban to celebrate on the ladder. Hmm. I'll I go appreciate first. it. I appreciate uh, you giving us the ECW some belts. I'm going to give a four point. This was in. It was really about the docu for unoriginality when I thought it was just going to be the Bucks versus Motor City Machine Guns, but adding DS and stipulation, insanely good. The only thing I'm taxing you for is. Um, the, the blatant Kenny pandering of giving his cha- <laughs> giving his your champ that, that that's no it's that's- actually not pandering so the reason I gave them the titles one of the things I hate about the invasion angles is one side is always super strong and the other side is dog shit so yeah. to make it's even though it's not an invasion Besides per se like we're, we're not doing we're, yeah you guys are pretty equal but ninety percent of the time like it's not even an invasion but like if like right now with AEW, when they're mm-hmm. on Impact, AEW is winning ninety percent of the time of their matches. I wanted to feel like there was there was some balance where if there's a talent exchange and they could appear on my show, there's a chance that they could win on my show. I like that. You okay. know that justifies it. I'm gonna give you five dollars. You win. <laughs> <laughs> I, when you make a good argument, I'll let it roll. Five dollars. Yo, uh, I agree. I'm going with five dollars as well. I I don't even like the Motor City Machine Guns like that, and the surprise of them winning was I was I was I wrote them off because I knew they were ECW. So I was like, oh, there's no way, you know, that they yeah, that, that too. Because most of the time when that happens, you're like, oh, that team doesn't work there, so they're not going to win. So at least the shock value of that, plus it's a TLC with three awesome teams, like really spotty teams too. Like <laughs> that would be. Really good match, so definitely five dollars. Five whole D money dollars. I'm going for my five. Alright. I'm also giving you five stars. I I I thought it was perfect for for I'm not gonna tax you like how John did me, but you know, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm not mad. I'm not mad. So just <laughs> Simone, have you had like have you had so Shinsuke and, and Walter were those are both mine. The only the only talent that's been on that isn't mine is Charlotte, but she was just making an appearance and OJ. And then I have in the Motor City machine guns. And then there's no other um or there's one other person who's ECW on the entire card. Did you draft DIY or? No, they're free agents. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, oh, you all went. So uh, uh, next is, oops, what are you going to say? Kit or Keith? I was going to say fucking Mike keeping you from getting fives all around. <laughs> <laughs> I gave Mike. a 4.5. M- Mike I just love Mike's cynicism, honestly. <laughs> I live for it. Uh, so this is about where we're going to do the halftime show. So there's no, like, attack or anything. I'm not going to have Will Smith fight anybody. So <laughs> well, this that point, gives you a three. Because I want, well, <laughs> I want, I want Will Smith versus OJ. <laughs> Will Smith versus OJ. Uh, OJ, or Will Smith prefers to the, for the crowd. They go wild, and they play with beach balls. Which is where we don't care if they're playing with. This is in, uh, we'll say, this is in 2023. COVID. We've, for a while, we've, will Smith rap in 2023? 
college kids. <laughs> hey, everybody still fucks with Will Smith. Yeah, all the homies rap his movies. <laughs> <laughs> we, all know I, I, we still I, know I won't Summer. I not this apart anymore, but hold <laughs> you we get still, what we, I'm saying. Yes, I do. But we still know Summertime. He plays um, parents just don't understand. <laughs> uh, so match number four is going to be JBL versus Chad Gable. So as we said um, at e, uh, can't talk at No Way Out, JBL took control over the uh, main event mafia by beating The Rock, and he's been a dick ever since. So the main event mafia they do go on a little bit of a run and they start winning big matches. Um, and JBL actually gets a title shot against HBK at um, a previous pay-per-view at the uh, Evolve Bloodsport. However, he's unable to win the title, and he is pissed about it. So in an online exclusive on TikTok, JBL is enraged. And um, after the match, and they're doing an interview, and he says he deserves another title shot against HBK. When Chad Gable walks by and he says, hey, man, that was hell of a match. Taps him on the like on the arm and then walks away. JBL pissed off, then from behind attacks Gable and beats the living piss out of him in the backstage area, causing Gable to have to go to the hospital. Um, on the following episode of Sin, JBL is able is granted a rematch because there was a little bit of controversy in the pay per view match. Um, but main event Mafia is banned from ringside, and if he loses, he can't challenge HBK again. Um, so just as JBL is about to hit a clothesline from hell, Chad Gable comes out and walks towards the ring. JBL gets distracted and screaming at him, spit flying everywhere, yelling at him. Um, but Gable points uh, to which JBL turns around right into sweet chin music. HBK retains. So obviously JBL is pissed. So uh, we see him later looking backstage for Gable, trying to find him so he could beat the piss out of him again. When this time, Gable gets the upper hand and attacks JBL and is beating him up. But then um, JBL's stablemate in the main event, Mafia, Macho Man, comes out. He grabs uh, Gable, and they start to beat up on Gable. But then security comes and separates everybody. Um, Gable then challenges JBL to a match at Bash at the, be at Bash at the Beach. Uh, JBL accepts, saying he's going to beat that midget. or He beats up midgets for breakfast. And Gable is going to pay for costing him the title. <laughs> Damn. Uh, you know JBL would say that. I was just going to say JBL <laughs> doing JBL shit. Like. Yeah. Uh, so JBL, the match, JBL super stiff, and he uses his size to pretty much bully Gable for a part of the beginning of the match. But Gable's actually able to counter every attempt at the, an attempt at a clothesline from hell into a German suplex. He then begins to work on uh, JBL's ankle throughout the match and uses his speed to avoid JBL's power moves. Um, JBL manages to hit a low blow when the ref is down and distracted. Um, and, uh, or actually, I'm sorry, retcon that. He manages to hit a low blow. Um, like So Gable's behind him going for the third of the triple Germans, um, and he does the low blow with his leg uh, so the ref doesn't see it. Um, JBL then slows the pace down. He hits a power bomb, but Gable is able to kick out at two. Uh, JBL then hits a clothesline from hell that sends Gable flying across the ring, but then he he does a nonchalant, like, dickish pen, pin, like one finger on him, 
Uh, but Gable is able to get his foot on the rope, which pisses J- JBL off. He grabs the ref by the shirt, is bullying the ref, and tells him to count the goddamn three. As he goes for the pin, Gable's able to counter it into a cradle, but JBL kicks out. But then Gable's able to turn it into an ankle lock. Um, JBL starts to crawl towards the rope, but Gable is able to use his strength, um, pull pull him back into the middle of the ring. He does the grapevine, and JBL is forced to tap. So Gable wins the match. Post-match, Macho Man comes out to help get uh, JBL back to his feet. But JBL pushes him out of the way, pushes Macho Man out of the way, and then hits him with a clothesline from hell, and then limps to the back. Damn, JBL down bad. I love it. Um, I'm going to give this a three and a half dollars. I'm not in love with the matchup, personally, because I feel like uh, JBL's size limits Chad Gable's moveset, and JBL's in athleticism and gelatinous figure limits him from having a move set. <laughs> um, so I feel like the match isn't going to be amazing. The story you told was really fucking good. That's like two of those dollars. Okay. The story you told was really good. And that extra half dollar at the end is because the right guy won. You put over a young talent and you put over, honestly, the better talent, in my opinion. I- I'm a hate JBL stan. So fuck yes. JBL. Stevie fuck Richards JBL. all day. Um, yeah, I'm giving it three and a half because you made some okay. good. Everything but the match was a great decision. Okay. Who's <laughs> <laughs> going next? I didn't hear who won. Chad, uh, Gable. Chad Gable by submission. Oh, you get five. You get five five dollar signs. Yep, he made him tap. Damn, you got the five from Mike. I like Chad Gable. Mike's a simple man, really deep down below it all. <laughs> I like He's that game. His favorites. Like, my my only issue when it came down to it was that there was an about a foot height, like a foot in height difference between the two, and I feel like that would make some of the moves look weird. But overall, I'm not going to hold that against you. But it would also make like like the Gable like suplex and JBL right. look super cool because of the size difference. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I feel you like you five, play up Gable's power in that instance. Like I'm gonna give you, I'm still gonna give you five dollars. Okay, thank you. <laughs> the rare five from Mike. The rare five from Mike. Pushing one. I gotta figure out who the fuck his favorites are, honestly. Because <laughs> that's all he, he wants. He has all of them. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. I don't have Chad Gable. I don't have Kurt Angle. Our truth. <laughs> I don't have Xbox. I gotta put the fucking title on our truth. <laughs> I don't have our truth. I got I don't have Tyler Breeze. <laughs> I pushed Tyler Breeze, goddammit. You know well, I did. I, honestly, like, again, it. it comes down to if if we went into this when we drafted knowing we were going to do this, I would have drafted at least five people different. And it, it would have been way more strategic. Fair yeah. Enough. Goldberg wouldn't be on my roster. <laughs> <laughs> Can't well, he, he wouldn't be on mine either. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with a uh, four. I think okay. it's a pretty good match and it's good storytelling as well. I'm not really a fan of Chad Gable, but I mean, like, you know, I, I like what you did with it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go with a three and a half. 
350. I don't um, feel like an asshole anymore. Thanks. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be good. It'll be an, an entertaining match. I like that Gable won. Like, but most of it was uh, JBL being JBL doesn't. I don't like JBL. So it's a good I movie. already hate him. I already hate him. And then him being himself makes me hate him more. So I'm glad he lost. Like you hate the character and the wrestler, and then you add the person to the mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that he's not like better off screen. Like he's not doing like charity work and shit. Like right, exactly. You, like, so you don't feel bad for hating him. Well, like and it's JB, almost, JBL wasn't the character. It was just him being himself. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like go away heat for me. Like I yeah. Don't... Uh, okay, so we're gonna move to match number five. So it's going to be. Book its own, Travi T and William Regal versus (laughs) Owen and Bret Hart. So, obviously, at No Way Out, um, Travi T assaulted Bret um, and aligned himself with Regal. So, they spent the following weeks, like, in vignettes and stuff, mocking the Hart family. Um, Travi does an interview on Joe Rogan podcast and talks about the Hart (laughs) family being overrated. And he mocks the sharpshooter, saying that he and Regal know more about real submissions than the Hearts. Uh, Travis on commentary during a, a tag match um, that Owen and Brett win despite his attempts to distract. Um, Brett says that since Travis is such a big shot and knows all about this, the industry, why doesn't he step into the ring and have a match? And since they have unfinished business with Regal, let's make it Travis T and Regal versus the Hearts. So um, Travis is hesitant, but he accepts after Owen tells him to stop being a little bitch, and he accepts it. Uh, Travi is shown in the coming weeks training with Regal while you see the hearts training in the dungeon. Um, so well, we'll get to the match. So the match okay, starts. I have a question. Sorry yes. to interrupt. What is Travi's ring gear? What is Travis's ring gear? Very yes, fun point. It's pink and um pink like and blue. blue and like yeah. teal. Like not teal, teal, not teal, but like powder blue. blue. Yeah, like powder baby blue. Like sky blue. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes. <laughs> He humps the ring as his entrance. <laughs> okay, so um, I didn't know. <laughs> and, and I'm not even joking. Like that's probably me with these. This is what we 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 did our 2K entrances, and that's they the, him and Damone both chose Velveteen Dream. So they yeah they were humping the ring. <laughs> to be fair, that was to be fair that was kind of my that was what my character was doing at the time. But that's well, beside he, the point. He had a ring fetish. <laughs> Mine wasn't. My I was the serious guy. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so the match starts with Owen and Regal putting on a technical wrestling class clinic. They're going back and forth. Um. But eventually, Owen gains the advantage, and Regal tags in Travi. Travi is super cocky because we know he is. Um. Uh, <laughs> he points and he says, "I want Brett." Uh. Brett makes the tag and kids in the ring. So Travi and Brett they lock up. And Brett is just on a different level. Like Travis's been training, but he's not—he's not a wrestler, so he's getting schooled. So at one point, um, he has him in—he's um, in the hammerlock, and to get out of it, he rakes his eyes. So he then starts mounting—he mounts Brett and starts throwing down elbows, um, and then he tags Regal back in. So they worked—they work on Brett making frequent tags. Regal's being really technical. Travis is doing heel shit, like. Raking his elbow into his face, raking his eye, like doing the back rake, just doing a bunch of heel shit. Um, eventually, both men, um, or sorry, 
The heels wear her down Brett. Um, Brett eventually does counter Regal, and he makes a hot tag to Owen. Um, they're, they're going back and forth. All of them are tired, uh, but Owen then sends Regal into the ropes. Taggy or Travi makes a blind tag and enters the enters the match. Owen is just about to hit a pile driver on Regal when Travi grabs him from behind, spins him around, and he hits a prime time destroyer. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> uh, Brett breaks up the pin, um, and he goes to the corner and he gets he does the come on, come on, come on, so he can take make the tag. Owen dives, makes the tag. Brett starts working on Travi T's legs, and then he eventually locks in the sharpshooter. Travi is just about to tap when Owen super kicks Brett, grabs him by the head, and then he hits a pile driver on Brett, and he puts Travi on top of Brett, and the ref counts one, two, three. Owen stoically walks to the be- to the back as Brett's laid out, and Travi T and William Regal celebrate in the ring. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> because Travis won. Yes. I hate it. I, I, I hate it. I hated it all. <laughs> From top can, to bottom. Can I ask you, though, yeah. was there any signs leading up to this? Yeah, that turn felt unsolicited as fuck. Yeah. Because Brett was winning the match. If Brett had lost or, like, Travi T, like, was, like, winning and humiliating Brett, they'd be like, all right, Brett's incompetent. I got to well, pull the trigger. And I think that's Win. what that might be one of my pet peeves is when like you have a match and two guys are going at it and like in the middle of the match they turn like like when Roderick Strong turned on Pete Dunn to join uh, Undisputed Era like you go through this whole match fighting these other people and then like when it comes to win or the finish you turn on them the guy you were fighting with to help the people you were fighting against Owens not really he's. He cares less about Travi and Regal than he cares about Brett. It's leading to a it's leading to Brett versus Owen. I mean, I get well, it. Yeah. I'm just curious if there was anything like it, that would be the lead. That would be going into the following weeks when Owen would explain his actions. You'd have I people guess, saying why Owen, why. But was there like was there any any sort of hint? Gotta lay like a little that's the thing, like little like a little seed, little gumdrops, right? Like little, maybe little like gumdrops. blind tags that the other person doesn't like, or like you know somebody cringing while the other cuts a promo or something. Like if you said oh, Owen walked out, that would be like if Brett was getting beat up and Owen was like pathetic and walked out. Maybe it, it oh, felt unsolicited. Like- All right, so I'm gonna start with score. Okay. Score wise, because of the Brett and Owen story, if that's it, you're gonna get a one. <laughs> and you're lucky you're getting a one. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to Damn. see what happens with that story. I like that. I like the surprise. Even if there wasn't anything laid out there in your storytelling. The thing we just criticized along to the guy. <laughs> right, right. I still yeah. want like I'm I'm a hundred percent with okay with surprises, um because I yeah, wasn't I, wanted, seeing, I didn't see it coming right that was the point I did not see it so that sudden... that said I hated everything else <laughs> <laughs> I'll be generous you get a one point five thank you I'll take my, I'll take, I'll take my fifty cents I feel like I did see it coming I would have been more surprised if like. 
Brett made Travis tap out, and at the end of the match, Regal like kicked Travis while he was down or something like some heel shit to make Regal look heelish. And like, I'm assuming you're not gonna have Travis on your show every. No, he's month. probably done after this. Right. So like, get him out of here. I just had them. I it was this part is less about Travi and more about Owen and Brett. Okay, so you could have had anyone else put in there. <laughs> And I honestly just don't care about Owen and Brett enough to make I don't up care for about like Travis all enough. the shit that. <laughs> it's more Travis and it's more Travis and Brett than Travis right. and Owen. Honestly, if you would have put anyone else in there, like you could have had Regal with in there. I just don't like the story at all. You could have had <laughs> anyone else. You have apparently all ECW's roster. <laughs> but I already <laughs> built towards this match. It was yeah. before I got it. I, before I had got to finish it. He does have to finish it. He can't. Yeah, it. All right, all right. I'll give you. I'm gonna give you a two. Okay. Damn. For consistency. Damn. You just keep Mike I'm talking. Sorry. He's gonna go up and up. No, that's one. that's the highest. That's the highest. That's going. I'm gonna go next, and I'm actually gonna give it a one and a half dollars, and wow, I'm taking okay. off that half. I'm taking off the fifty cents because unlike Mike, I don't give a shit about Brett versus Owen. So. All the other bad things that Mike said ring true, but the one good thing that he says, I don't agree with. Brett versus Owen is not going – like, Owen's a good wrestler or whatever, but Brett sucks, and the story's already been told. And I'm just – I don't know. That. I want Travis – if Travis is going to be on the show and you're going to do some shit, I would have rather him been in, like, the fucking O.J. Simpson-type bullshit match. <laughs> than, or, like, the way Keith introduced us than the way you did. You tried to put him in a real storyline with technical wrestlers, and, quite frankly, it's both boring and stupid. <laughs> so, uh, I have to be the <laughs> asshole on that one. I'm sorry, Tomo. It's okay. Yeah. Can I ask you? Yes. And in, in when Brett is going to town on Travis, yes. a Ew. phrase that I never thought I'd <laughs> <laughs> Does he, TNA, do, TNA. <laughs> does he do the like wrestling leg trip and then like spin around on top of him and smack his head yeah okay then you get two dollars out of me for that like i'll, I'll give it okay i'll give 25 cents for that 175 <laughs> 250 sorry yeah, he's got his school remember travis was talking shit that he knew everything I feel like that match hinged on Travis being here. <laughs> I agree. I'm curious to see what he rates that. He's going to give it $5, so that's why it's okay for us to be assholes. <laughs> no, he probably won't. He'll probably be like... Well, he got the pin Bret Hart. He got the pin Bret Hart. Well, it's on me then. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was giving it a one. Uh, I, I didn't like any of it. I didn't even like the... <laughs> The Owen and Brett thing, and I didn't like Travis being in the. I, I don't like the pandering. I don't. I, I don't like it. So I mean, your champions winning the belts. Yeah, like, I, don't know. I, I gave it a one. I was gonna say that for Mike jumped in and said that, but yeah, I was. Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> I cared nothing sure. about. Wait, wait. Match. Let's keep Kenny talking. Maybe he'll bump it up like I, Mike did. I was. I'm gonna no. keep mine at two only because I don't want Kenny to have to change it again. <laughs> no, I no, mine was one from the get go and it stayed there. <laughs> I the moment 175 because I thought of Travis getting smacked around, I'm like, ow, <laughs> I just, I, like, I, him, I, like, 
he wouldn't like wrestling yell. He just be like, "Ow, fuck!" <laughs> that's really I funny. Say, I like, I like the, the so far. I like the whole event. I just don't like this match at all. Like, okay. <laughs> like I hate everything about it. I was just trying to finish that Travi and um, Brett part of the story. You got and it. And then also leading, also leading into the Owen and Brett. I like the consistency, um, but you also could have just dropped it. Sometimes you got to take a step no, back. No, you got you got to own it. You got to own your L. No, you got to own it. You got to own it. I'll take that out. I thought you guys would like this storyline more than you do, so I'll take that out. He, he owns it. He, he finished yeah. the storyline, though, so it's I'll as, It's not as good as Keith. Was it Keith who had all of us in there? Or was it? it, was it that was Keith. Was I like Keith, Keith because I went over so strong in that shit. I didn't take a single <laughs> move. I just came in, fucking did a dive, and won the match. Right, what's your next match? Uh, so this is going to be my uh, penultimate match for those who aren't literary. It's the co-main event. Um, so okay, it's going to be... Yeah, I, know. I thought that uh, was when you like were into pants. Yeah, yeah. So are you insulting this already? That's two yes. stars. <laughs> not you guys. Not you guys. Everyone else. <laughs> listeners. Uh, so, I can't read, remember? So fuck you. <laughs> So this match is going to be de- determined the new number one contender for the light heavyweight title. So whoever wins this is going to go on to face uh, Hoovy because he retained his title. So it's going to be RVD versus Billy Kidman versus Jushin Thunder Liger versus Ricochet versus Adam Cole versus Chris Bay in a six-man, 25-minute scramble match to determine the number one contender. Stop right so- there. Yeah. Stop right there. I'm giving you my rating now. What? You get a five star. You're getting a five star. He loves Chris Bay. I, I love every person in that about, match. Why the fuck was this not the title match? I had OJ Simpson in this. <laughs> because you got to build the title back up after that shit. Yes. Yeah. All right. right write it down. Five stars. I'm not even changing it. You're getting five stars. Unless you do some real fuckery here. Um, well, I don't think I am. Ours aren't going to help him because we do dollar signs. Or here, $5. So. <laughs> so RVD joins the light heavyweight division after he failed to win the world title. Um, he said he was... failed a drug test. <laughs> no. He was... Oh, that would have been better. He said he was high flying before high flying was cool. Uh, so obviously the rest of the division isn't very happy about him just joining the division. Um, because they see it as him joining because he failed at the higher weight and he's coming in and he, they're not happy with him just coming in and trying to jump to the front of the line. So the powers that be decide that they're going to make a six man, um, tw- uh, 25 minute scramble match. So it's going to be th- originally it's RVD, Billy Kidman, Jushin Thunder Liger, Ricochet and Adam Cole. And everyone's like, who's, who's the sixth man? Uh, Cause there's only five men in the ring. Cause they were doing like, everyone's arguing who should be the number one contender. And then Chris Bay's music hits and it's announced that he is going to be the sixth man in the match. Um, so um, for those who've never watched a scramble match, it goes to whoever's w- gets the last pin wins the match. Um, so uh, everyone, the actual match, everyone's going for broke. They're hitting their biggest moves. Um, Pin after a bunch of pins, finishers. Every everyone's gonna fucking going crazy, high flying, dives, everything. Um, everyone's going for broke. Um, with about one minute left, Billy Kidman with the ribs taped is uh, he's winning. He's got the most recent pin. Kidman and Cole um, 
everyone's pretty much down at this at this point. Kidman and Cole though make it back to their make it up to their feet and they start exchanging punches. Um, Kidman throws Cole into the ropes, but Cole counters and hits a super kick. And he go as he goes for the pin. RVD comes out of nowhere. It's a five star frog splash to break up the pin. He goes to starts crawling to um to cover um Cole, uh, but then out of nowhere, Liger grabs him, hits a brain buster on RVD. Um, goes for the pin, but out of nowhere, or as right as he's about to go for the pin, out of nowhere, Chris Bay get, comes up, hits a babe a bay ma- uh a bay misser. Um, mm-hmm. gets the one, two, three with five seconds left. Rolls out of the ring. No one else gets a pin. So your winner of the match and the new number one contender to the uh, light heavyweight championship is Chris Bay. Chris Bay's finisher should be Baywatch. Yeah, or that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know what to tell you. Tell, talk to Chris Bay. <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I thought that when you said his finisher, I was like, it should be named Baywatch. Uh, also, there should be a spot where you have Adam Cole go to do the Adam Cole, and it's Babe, and then he pops up. You're going to turn his name into Babe. a dad joke, though. <laughs> That's why he's not wrestling for KEW. He <laughs> <laughs> could uh, be. He's a free agent. Who wants to start? I'm, I'm going $5, five uh, dollar songs. I think that's a great match and good win for uh, Chris Bay. And, but, I mean, I kind of knew you were going to make him the winner just because the whole, like, like the we whole thread talking about how much we loved him. Yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, originally, well, originally the story was you knew he was going to win. Going in. Well, yeah, originally, yeah. I had Ricochet winning, and then I changed. I actually changed it right before the show. I decided to have Chris Bay win instead of Ricochet. Okay. I would have been fine with Ricochet winning too, though. Me too. It only, only because, oh, and this comes down to, and I, you already had um, somebody who wasn't on your show win a title. Now you've got somebody that's not on your show win win a number one contendership. Ooh, Damone's titles are running all over. I'm the still going to give you a five. Yeah. I'm just saying. I would have been I would have been a thousand percent okay with Ricochet winning. Most your talent he, going. I over. love Ricochet, but yeah, it's your talent. Uh, you know, with the spot. Right. John, you want to go with me? Uh, I'm gonna let you go first because I'm still kind of digesting <laughs> my thoughts a little bit. I think this match would be so fun and really, really like high high paced, very fast. I think it'd be dope. Uh, I like flippy shit. And this seems like a match full of it, so I'm gonna go five whole dollars. All right, I can't, I can't protest that. Gotta go five dollars. Fuck you, Damone. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to dock something. I was hoping somebody else would find something. I just couldn't. <laughs> um. So we have we go to the main event, and it's a match that shockingly I couldn't find ever happening. So it is going to be in a non-title match because we don't do fuckery here. We're gonna shit you at the end and be like, oh, it was title for title, but nothing fucking, they don't, there's a breakup and no one actually loses their title. So it's non-title HBK versus CM Punk. Um, So CM Punk on ECW TV says he's the best in the world. And he's proved that by being one of the most dominant champions in history. Um, 
HBK music hits, and he makes his way to the ring, shimmying and dances his way down the way. Um, he says that he's watched ECW from afar, and now that ECW and Evolve, they have a working partnership, he figured he'd come check it out live. And his plan was to just hang out in the back, hang out, catch up with some friends, with, with the boys, and to be a fan. But he can't abide by Punk coming out here and saying he's the best in the world when so far all he's proven is that he's the best in ECW. <laughs> so HBK says, let's, let's do this. Let's make the dream match. CM Punk versus HBK. The showstopper versus the self-proclaimed best in the world. Um, and Punk says, I don't need to worry. Uh, you don't need to worry about losing your title because I don't need that. I'm already the undisputed champion. I just need to prove that I'm the best. Punk accepts, and the two have a uh, stare down. Um, HBK puts his hand out to shake um, Punk's hand, uh, but then Punk does the, do the handshake, but then he pulls him in and hits a go to sleep. Um, so the following week, uh, the two are, they're forced to do the tag team. They, they're forced to be in a tag team together. Um, and, or for the next couple weeks, they're put in the tag team matches together, but they win in spite of each other. They're like fighting, like they're doing the, the, um, blind tags and like spiting each other during the match, but they still, they still keep winning. So on the go home show. What? Are they tagging each other like extra hard and shit? And like, yeah, they're just being dicks to each other. You love that shit, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> like, I, I love that shit the most. And this is a side note when it was like Cena and Michaels refuting and then Batista and Undertaker refuting and they made them tag against each other. That shit was so lit. <laughs> um, on the go home show, HBK super kicks um, Punk after they have a match and they win against the Natural Disasters. Um, HBK grabs a mic and says, in one second, I'll prove why I am the undisputed best in the world. Um, so right before the match, it's announced that the match will be no disqualification and no countouts. Uh, but everyone's banned from ringside. So no interference, none of that. If you interfere, you're getting fired. Um, Punk enters number one or enters first to a reign of booze because remember this is an evolved show so he's the the not the heel but he's not liked here um, but you can hear some cheers for for Punk uh, and HBK comes out to a reign of cheers um, but you can still hear, you can hear a slight bit of booze for HBK because there are some ECW fans who snuck in and bought some tickets. Uh, punk bought and some tickets. Bought ECW some tickets. Fans. ECW bought fans don't have money. Soul. I'm going to make fun of our fan base, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get tagged so hard. <laughs> uh, punk and HBK, they start off wrestling a faster pace than normal. Uh, but at one point, they both do the double clothesline, or they go for the clothesline at the same time. The pace slows down. Um, Punk then starts to work on, he gets the upper hand, works on Sean's leg, trying to take away Sweet Chin music. Um, Punk at one point does a ring post figure four, and he also puts Sean's foot in between the ring post or the ring step and the post, and he kicks the ring steps. Um, Sean is playing more of a baby face role, but at one point he does use an eye rake to get out of the GTS, 
the crowd starts to kind of turn and it becomes goes from being heavy for HBK to being kind of split where you hear both let's go HB or HBK chants and um, CM Punk chants. Is this Rocky um, so- Four? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but that might no actually that might have happened unintentionally in my brain. <laughs> no originality. Here's Rocky. Mom was ro- watching Rocky when he wrote this. It might have happened in my brain. He watches Rocky while he writes. I watch Rock of Love, baby. <laughs> That's uh, the kind both, of show I want. Both men are exhausted, exhausted because they're giving it everything. Uh, HBK puts CM Punk through an announce table with an elbow drop. Um, and then Punk puts, because uh, remember, it's no DQ. He hits a Pepsi plunge onto a chair at one point. Um, the finish comes when uh, Punk get locks in the Anaconda Vice, but HBK rolls so that Punk's shoulders are down, so he has to release the the um, Anaconda Vice at the, uh, before the three count. Um, both men get up, but HBK hits a desperation super kick and lands on top of Punk. And the ref counts one, two, three. Um, when they show the replay, though, you do see that Punk's foot was slightly under the bottom rope, but the ref didn't see it, so it doesn't matter. So the winner of the match is HPK and Confetti Falls, and that is the end of Bash at the Beach. Mm. I'll Almost. start. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. $4. Uh, <laughs> That's a great match, and I like your finish, actually. I thought, even though it's kind of a BS finish, I like it. Um, it's entertaining. Um, my dislikes were the fact you did use Kenny's talent at a fair rate. You didn't use too much of it, but having that dream match for the main event, it's a little tacky. I don't like that. Main event should be your guys. I don't like that you pulled some of his talent for a main event match. Um, I... Uh, I, I don't know. That, that's my biggest complaint is that. Uh, but other than that, you had a good match and you booked it well. No complaints. But I, I, I don't love that you used his talent and put them in your main event. So four dollars. May I? May I? Yes, sir. So I think I feel John with the with the pet peeve of using other shows' talents. I I understand John and I, I agree. However, I'm not going to tax you for it because I like I liked this a lot. I feel like the lead up to this was good, especially with those two would be really good. Um, the match itself, I imagine, would be phenomenal and very. I forgot to add. Sorry, Keith. I also okay. texted him on a little bit for HBK not not being Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> I would have made it like 20 times better. You're the fucking Dolph tax now? <laughs> For every wrestler that's not Dolph Ziggler, you spent 25 cents. <laughs> Taxation oh. is sweet, baby. Damn. Uh, Damone fucked around and got a bunch of $5 from me this week. And I'm going to give you another one because I feel like this is – uh, even though it, is, I mean, it is someone else's talent, it's still a dream match. I really like the way you did – the the finish because you still protected the other brand's guy really well but while still continue like keeping your top guy strong look great yeah right. so i really like it i'm gonna go five dollars for for yeah um i'm gonna go five as well i think that's a perfect match 
So yeah, I definitely agree with it. I'm not going to tax you for using other teams' talents. You know, <laughs> not these other guys are here. You do what you want with your talent. So so yeah. So go ahead, do your thing. Here it comes. <laughs> I, already, I already know it's coming because Mike hates CM Punk. So you get a CM. Give me, you get give a me CM, my one. You get a CM Punk tax. Let's go, taxation boys. Um, but because he didn't win. I don't have to hit you with a CM Punk wins tax. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love so Mike gonna, right now. I'm going to give you a three. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. That's I feel like a for highest, a four. That's the, that's, the highest, that's the highest a Punk match is ever probably going to get. And it wasn't because of Punk. <laughs> it was because of Big Night <laughs> Golf. That's crazy. So, that, so that's why you've been giving me low scores whenever I punk told you that. I, I hate, hate Punk. He hates I Punk. I hate CM Punk. Every interview I did. I, I had think five, he's, five stars with every match he did besides the last one. I think and he's it was five everybody. Then all of a sudden it's one and a half with him. Yes. And two. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, what am I, I think, doing wrong with this I match? You, <laughs> I don't like CM Punk. I think he's boring. I think he's I hate watching him. I hate listening to him. You have Mr. Perfect on your brand. <laughs> I do have Mr. Perfect in my brand. But Mr. Perfect, I I'm using that talent. That Mr. Perfect, I'm not using in main events. CM Punk deserves in the middle of the card, not main event spots. Period. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I could have told you that, Kenny. He hates Punk. More than That's I hate crazy. the Bucks. And I've been using the Bucks like crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both have. Granted, they're, if anyone was going to somebody else for using the Bucks, it will be you, but you fucking drafted them for some reason. So. <laughs> hey, I'm, I know what makes money. So, like, if any of Travis us had drafted the Bucks, Jamone will be taking money for us using them. I'm not going to yeah, lie. I'll, yeah, I'll, probably. If you didn't draft them, I was going to draft them. I, ended up drafting I really them wish Travis would have fucked you up and took one of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> he could have. Oh, I know. Man. But... I mean, I feel like a dick for a four, so I'm glad Mike went lower. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, I was surprised that match never actually happened in real life. It's because Punk was faced throughout the entire time that Sean was still on the roster. They were trying to save WWE CW. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the scores. I'm not going to lie. If you didn't have that Travis match in there, every match for me was either a four or a four and a half or a five for me. So I loved, So apparently I loved your pay-per-view besides the Travis match. Are we doing going to rate the whole pay per view? I mean, it ain't not going to We just use our average. <laughs> it's a count I was going to give you guys an average in a second. I just got to turn my phone up. All right. So, you you going to go ahead and do. Yes, I am. I want to hear yours. Get this ready. is the one I was waiting for. So, oh, get ready. All right. No so, offense, Simone, but I really wanted to hear. So welcome to Judgment Day. I'm going to give a little bit of overarching story before I go into specific details. After the actions of the Broken Brotherhood at lockdown, Teddy Long has made a deal with Matt Hardy. That Matt Hardy will get a shot at the Undertaker's Championship, but that he will not appear on Impact until that happens at Judgment Day. Uh, That is about a month and a half away. And that this match between Matt Hardy and the Undertaker will not happen at the Impact Zone. It will be happening at the Hardy Compound. Matt Hardy agrees to the terms, and Teddy Long also says that as punishment for the Broken Brotherhood's actions at lockdown, The Undertaker will face Jeff Hardy in a no-disqualification non-title match at Hard Justice. Uh, So, the build for 
this isn't the first match I'm doing, but the build for it is a part of the opening skit, so I have to give this build up for the skit to make sense. Uh, this is the build for my X Division match, and it's going to be referenced in the opening, as I said. So at the show between uh, my two shows, Hard Justice, Tyler Breeze retained against Umaga, knocking him into Armando Estrada and getting a roll-up and escaping. Breeze was celebrating from the ramp, but out from behind comes Samoa Joe, who attacked him. Umaga then joined him as Armando Estrada cheered them on. On impact, Breeze said that he had defeated Umaga and declared an open challenge for the next number one contender, but gets cornered by Joe and Umaga, who start to jump him again. The lights go out, and Jeff Hardy appears on the screen with a candle, saying that he hopes Samoa Joe and Umaga are having fun, but he sees a disturbing lack of brotherhood in the X Division. He extends a formal invitation to the Monsters Ball and tells them to RSVP. All right. So I'm going to give the theme song for the show because this goes into the skit as well. It is going to be Body Bag by Machine Gun Kelly, Youngblood, and Burt from The Used. Uh, can, I give, can I give negative stars? For which part? <laughs> for Machine Gun Kelly. We don't do stars. We do dollars. Sorry. Negative dollars. Okay, but it's got Youngblood and Burt from The Used too. It's a good song. Uh <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, they're starting to perform it live to start the show, and R-Truth interrupts and gets on the mic saying, Jeff Hardy, I accept your invitation to the Monsters Ball. And then Youngblood, <laughs> confused, gets on the mic and says, uh, he's like, R-Truth's yelling at Youngblood when he says this, so if you look up a picture of Youngblood, you'll explain, you'll, you'll see this joke. Um, and he's like, Truth, I'm not Jeff Hardy, and you're not in the Monsters Ball. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then R Truth just kind of looks confused, and then he just kind of looks down, like a little bit sad, and like the crowd's kind of sad with him. And then uh, Young Blood says, "However, you are invited to perform this song with us." Young Blood's British, so that's why the it's, accent. And R Truth poorly sings the song Blood. with them uh, to a massive applause. No, Young Blood <laughs> is spelled. Sorry, you got the wrong spelling. Uh, it's no, I'm just fucking. It's a uh, movie with. I, I didn't know who that was. I don't know. You're a little bit older than me, so I figured I'll know who that was. But he does look like Jeff Hardy. He's got like colored ass hair and everything. So, uh, R Truth sings the song poorly with them, probably hyping up the crowd, being a hype man. But they enjoy it because they love R Truth, and the song's played well. It's a good song. So, uh, I'm gonna let y'all rate the segment. That's and, not Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> now you you get the joke That's again. That's not Jeff Hardy. R Truth just keeps confusing people for Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, bullshit. That's definitely Jeff fucking Hardy. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna give you a three and a half for the segment. Like, I know obviously it's the same joke with our truth we've been getting forever. Um, I don't know who Young Blood is, so that would kind of look up a picture of that motherfucker right now. <laughs> Keep it. Yeah, uh, but that would kind of ruin it for me. Like, if I was yeah, like, yeah. in attendance. It'd be kind of be like, I don't, I don't get that. Well, joke. you'd at least see what so, he looks like, so you'd see that he gets true. confused for Jeff Hardy. So you'd see his like colored hair and e boy outfits. You'd be like, oh yeah, he does kind of look like Jeff Hardy, huh? Great. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give you a three and a half. Okay. Yeah, you get a three and a half for me too. Fair enough. Our truth saved your. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like MGK, and granted, he sings like one third of the song. So. All right, that's cool. That's good. <laughs> uh, I'll give you two and a half dollars. Oh, right in the, right in the middle. <laughs> said, that's in the middle. Damn, I got I got fucked on that. All right, <laughs> Kenny. 
Uh, I think he's breathing. And Kenny's, Kenny turned into a ghost. Oh. Hopefully, he's just saving a five for me. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you rate it? Yeah, I said three and, and a half. Give me a three and a half. Go on. Okay, uh, while well, Kenny's frozen, I'll let him come back and rate the segment. Uh, so, the next match is for the Hardcore Championship. It will be... Oh, there's Kenny. Uh, what did you rate the segment, Kenny? You lagged out bad. He still lagged. Oh, yeah. I think he's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's <laughs> All right. So, this next match is for the Hardcore Championship. It'll be between the champion, Christopher Daniels, and Rey Mysterio. The build... Rey Mysterio still angry for what Christopher Daniels did at lockdown, wants a one-on-one champion as he tried to find him at Hard Justice, but Christopher Daniels got away. Christopher Daniels says he wants to expose the man behind the mask like was done to him. He says deletion is actually a beautiful feeling once you embrace it, and that Rey is too egotistical to embrace such a humbling. So Teddy makes the match official and declares the 24-7 rule suspended between the bells of the match. Gangrel is watching the belt at ringside. So... Christopher Daniels maintains control of the match with his strength advantage and close to equal speed. They exchange high-flying moves and technical chains with Daniels using his strength to beat Ray down. Ray gets a big reversal of the Arabian Press, which if you remember what that move is, where he kind of bounces his ass off the rope and goes for a moonsault. But as he's bouncing his ass off the rope, Ray just pushes him out of the ring. Uh, And then Ray goes for an acai moonsault to the outside. But Daniels moves out of the way and Ray hits his stomach on the barricade. Uh, one second, I lost myself. What so, kind of barricades Dan- do you have? Uh, I have the metal ones. Okay. So, uh, Daniels then hits a regular, not the spinning RVD leg drop, just a regular leg drop on Ray to the barricade. And then there's a little bit of blood coming out of Ray's mouth. Uh, but he's still hanging on there. He grabs a kendo stick from another ring. There's fucking whales on Ray a good four or five times. And then he throws him back into the ring. It's a BME and pins him one, two, three. After the match, Daniel starts to demask Ray, but then he hears the ha- crowd cheer, and in confusion, he looks over. The camera pans to the side of the ring, and you see Enzo Amore with a neck brace choking out Gangrel in his chair um, while he holds the title. Um, so Enzo grabs the title and starts to run away, but he trips. <laughs> Uh, oh, because oh. you said you could steal it. Yes. So now the bells have rung. The match is over. Yeah. So Enzo steals the title. From, all right. So uh, there's a lot for Kenny to catch up on, but I'll, I'll take your rating for my segment, and then uh, you'll have to rewatch this later because you lagged so bad. Uh, but uh, so Enzo's starting to run away with the hardcore championship, but trips. And because he's injured, he tr- tries not to fight back. Uh, Daniels and Gangrel have him cornered until. Out comes Marcus Corvon down the ramp who pounces the shit out of Gangrel into the barricade. And Christopher Daniels runs away over the barricade and through the crowd. Uh, so Daniels is kind of yelling and screaming at you know everybody from the, like, the middle of the crowd while Gangrel just got fucked and Corvon helps Enzo to his feet. Gangrel is starting to limp away as this clears out. And out comes the boogeyman. <laughs> who... Uh, it grabs a limping gangrel and puts worms in his mouth as Christopher Daniels is pissed off from the crowd. Here's the thing, John. <laughs> oh, no. I'll I'll you, you, you had a four. <laughs> and then you kept talking. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a three. 
Oh. I didn't. I don't like the like you. You kept going and doing too much. You did. I feel like you did too much at the end. So I'm gonna give you a three. I, I wanted to see where you were going because you kept saying, and then this guy comes out, and then this guy comes out, and then this guy. It was pretty funny though. Like <laughs> it was a lot. So I wanted to use the boogeyman because of, like the kind of horror type show going on, but also you know. Enzo was injured, so he can't compete, and Corvon comes to the rescue. Uh, so I was just kind of, you know, I liked you know. it. I thought it was fun. Like you went all in on the on the on the ridiculous, as I do. I, I want to give you, <laughs> I want to give you four and a half. Let's fuck. Because that was, <laughs> this is so wild. Because I feel like I would be sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? And that's after a pretty damn good match, and yeah, like, the match itself, and and the match, and everything was really good too. It I is like, also kind of oh. weird to me to have Christopher Daniels and Ray be in the Hardcore Division and not the X Division. So Daniels was the I know why Curryman, and they started beefing in Lethal Lockdown last pay per view. So that's yeah. why yeah. Ray is in yeah. this is because he's it's a it's a personal feud. Wait, right. do you have Lethal or do you have the X Division? Yes. Oh yeah. So wait, Demon, what did you give it? What did you give that one? Uh, I think I gave it a three, right? Yeah, it was a three. Yeah. I just didn't. I didn't hear it. My my stuff keeps messing up. That's why I'm asking. I'm gonna give you a four point five. Let's fucking go. Is it for I love Enzo? That. Yeah, for Enzo. Yeah, Enzo was injured, uh, which I'll explain a little bit more when I get to my tag match. But and also Enzo got fucked up in his neck really bad from the lethal lockdown when Matt Hardy did the twist of fate with the chair. That's why he has the neck brace still. So he's got some bones to pick with this too. And that's why he was there. Long term. I was gonna give it, I was gonna give it a three point five. Okay. I'll take that. All right. So moving on to my next match, this will be uh, Mustafa Ali versus Jay Lethal for final entry in an X Division gauntlet at Slammiversary. So here's the build. Like Three weeks ago on Impact, Ali and Lethal had a friendly match to move up the ladder in the X Division. Ali wins and Lethal is visibly frustrated. MVP comes out and gives Lethal a lecture about carrying himself like a loser. He, te- he yells at Ali that they're going to run this match back next week. Next week, MVP accompanies Lethal to the ring, who's wearing less colorful ring gear, uh, looking more serious and ready to compete. Uh, they have their match, you know, as you'd expect. Ali goes for 0-5-4, but Lethal pulls him down by the ankles where he hits his head on the turnbuckle, throws him up for a lethal injection for the win. After winning clean, instead of celebrating, him and MVP attack Ali afterwards, solidifying Jay Lethal now as a heel. Uh, Teddy, Teddy Long comes out and books a rubber match between the two, to enter last in an X Division number one contender gauntlet at Slammiversary. So, at uh, Judgment Day, they, they have a lightning quick back and forth battle with both landing big moves and chains. Uh, you know, really hard hitting, but also really fast. Lots of dives, lots of, you know, big spots, technical change. MVP distracts Ali as he's like right before he's about to climb the rope. And then Lethal just comes from behind, throws him up in the air, and hits the lethal injection, and then hits him. Pins him for a one, two, three, earning the final entrance in the exhibition gauntlet. Does Lethal have hair or no hair? Um, he still has his cornrows. <laughs> so you earned a five from me. Let's go. I'll give you a four and a half. 
Love it. Love it. Um, I'm also going to five. I think that's a perfect matchup. Love that. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go five two. Um, that was that was really good. Uh, the lead up was good. The, the match sounded really good. I liked it. I really wanted to build Jay Lethal up because he was the one guy really getting underutilized. So I was like, I've got to turn him and you know give him something good to work with. So that was my plan. When in doubt, turn him heel. All right, so my next match will be a Monsters Ball match for the X Division Championship featuring Tyler Breeze, the champion, versus Jeff Hardy, versus Umaga, versus Samoa Joe. I'm suing. (laughs) For what? (laughs) There's ladders, tables, and chairs in there. Monsters Ball is in my picks, baby. (laughs) Copyright. Um, So the impact following Hard Justice, Joe and Umaga are out in the ring with Joe challenging Breeze to accept Hardy's invitation. Breeze's TikTok appears on the screen showing he's live, where he's in his dressing room, telling him he's ahead of the game and wants to show them his latest makeover. And the camera pans, and it shows Jeff Hardy on the ground next to a broken tripod. And he pulls up Jeff Hardy's face to show RSVP written in lipstick across his forehead. And then he tells Joe Numaga, see you there. To build hype for the match, a long books Breeze and Hardy in a tag match against Umaga and Joe. Uh, Hardy never shows up to the match, and Breeze gets decimated. And then the next week, George stole some bread. Sorry. One second. George stole bread. (laughs) (laughs) Very random. George is his dog. This is a very random interruption. Hey, uh, bad guy, do you have a promo? Or for a... uh, Um, Let me pull it up. I wasn't ready, but I got you. I, I know, but George stole bread. So. Yeah, George stole some garlic bread while I was in the middle of my we're, match. My dog's pure evil. Sorry, listeners. No, sorry. We're gonna have uh, a pro, um, an ad here in a second. So I got an ad. All right. Do you want to add right. now? Or do you want me to finish this match? Go ahead and finish the match. Okay. So and then the next week, Hardy and Breeze go one on one the week before Judgment Day, but are both attacked by Umaga and Joe. The match. Is loaded with hardcore action when it gets there, uh, such as Breeze hitting Hardy in the head with a large ring light, Joe choking Breeze with a kendo stick, Hardy hitting his handstand corner kick into a chair into Breeze, Umaga buckle-bombing Hardy into an exposed turnbuckle, Hardy holding a chair into Umaga's face while Breeze hits a springboard beauty shot, and Joe hitting a muscle buster onto Jeff into tax. Jeff is devastated by that move, but Breeze continues to fight, but Umaga and Joe beat him down and drag him Joe takes Breeze to the top of the entrance ramp and hits a muscle buster off the electric stuff where it explodes, and they are both taken out of the match. Umaga starts making his way towards the ring to go finish off Hardy, but out comes an angry Matt Riddle who has not been seen since lockdown. He's armed with a kendo stick They cracks Umaga with a head with until Umaga is down to a knee. Umaga then, I mean Umaga, sorry. Riddle then takes a lighter out of his tights and lights the kendo stick on fire and Cracks Umaga in the head one more time. And Riddle, pushes, Riddle pushes Umaga into the ring where Jeff is finally up and hits Umaga with a twist of fate. He puts three chairs on top of Umaga's body, hits a swanton, and gets the pin. God damn. I'm going to give you a four for two reasons. You had okay. a five, but you would have a five, but for two reasons. First, I think the wrong person won. Fair enough. Um, I would have preferred like Umaga one because I feel like you've been built or even Samoa Joe because I feel like you've been building them up. Yeah, I know you've been building up Jeff too, but 
And I know he's in the broken thing, the broken brotherhood, but yeah, I just feel like he shouldn't have won this. Yeah, match. yeah. Also, Joe um, and Umaga still look strong in that finish, which was my goal because, you know, yeah. Joe took himself out and Umaga got, you know, Matt Riddle mad at him to finish yeah. it from right. trying to kill him at lockdown. <laughs> um, and then also, I, I didn't like the Tyler Breeze doing the RSVP thing because that felt very heelish. And you suppose yeah. he's the white meat baby, the white meat baby face of this, because you literally gift him, or gifted them a title. So yeah, yeah, I I feel like it's very heelish thing for him to do. Even so, I didn't like that. Granted, so they're all kind of going low. Yeah, they're all going low yeah. in this because everybody's right. you know doing it, it's crazy shit all around. Right. So you got to right. survival the fittest. It, but I get you. Right. I get you. Yeah. So four, I'll take it. Okay. How's everybody else feel? You got a four point five for me. I'll take it. I'm going a four as well. I think it's a I think it's a pretty good matchup, honestly. I agree that the the wrong man won, but other than that, I think it's a pretty good matchup. Yeah, I'm gonna go four. Also, I I don't I don't think the wrong guy won because I know it's kind of your Matt or the Hardy storyline is kind of the main storyline throughout your show right yes and they're going i mean i have a feeling that they're going on like a mega push for the whole for everyone so i think this is going to play into it pretty well um and i'm interested to see what matchups you can make with Jeff party in the x division um so i'll go four okay I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes john i'll take everything above a four. all right so you guys want to hit your ads for our lovely sponsors before I go into my next match? That's the best toss-up that has ever been done, ever. I thought I If you want to feel a Georgia's A stealing garlic, eating garlic bread, go to organicloven.com and use the code <laughs> D13 to receive 10% off your order. Do it for George. Do it for George. Loving, love organically. Purely, deeply, boldly. I hated that. I'm giving that a one star. Whisper sweet sweet nothings in her ear like this. Yeah. Oh, get ready. (laughs) (laughs) If that's not your, like, you know, going to bed intro, then you're doing it wrong if you don't get that. If you're not playing the brood, you're not playing the brood's entrance music the whole time. Honestly, Honestly, make sure you're uh, you have a lot of energy of with rep sports. Uh, <laughs> REPP sports raise energy, raise energy, delicious flavors like Baja Lime and now South Beach available. So, check out raise energy at repsports.com. R-E-P-P-S-P-O-R-T-S.com. Type in code T13 to get is that 15% off your raise energy order? 15. 15. All right. We have some great sponsors here at the Book It Show. Um, so continuing on with Judgment Day, the next match will be Dolph Ziggler versus Pete Dunne with the special guest referee, Drew McIntyre. So, Who's the first person? Dolph Ziggler. Okay. So uh, at Hard Justice, the remaining new breed members were allowed to pick any two of them to face Miz and Morrison in a number one contender match for the tag team championships. Drew and Dunn appear to be taking the match, but Dolph forces himself into taking Drew's place. 
Dolph tags in Dunn out of frustration, and Dunn handles business. Uh, Dunn handles business, putting them close to win until Dolph uh, ghost tags himself back in, misses a super kick, and is hit with a skull-crushing finale. Pete Dunn is frustrated by this and lets Dolph get pinned. As Miz and Morrison celebrate their victory, Dolph pushes Dunn for not breaking the pin. Drew steps in the middle, and Dolph walks away. Dolph finds Drew in the locker room next week and says it's time to cut the last of the dead weight, and they will finally achieve never-ending decadence. Drew says he's got a plan in mind. So after Dolph defeats Cameron Grimes on impact, Teddy Long comes out and announces Dolph and Dunn will go one-on-one with Drew as the guest referee. With the Undertaker. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Dolph and Dunn is the dope tag team name. Oh, Dolph and Dunn. So, <laughs> uh, so Dolph and Dunn have a hard-hitting but very technically gifted match. There's a mix of hard-hitting kicks and chain wrestling. Dunn goes for a reverse suplex that is reversed into a big zigzag for a two-count. Dolph gets mad and goes to remove a turnbuckle, but Drew steps in. Dolph shoves him with one hand, and Drew steps away. Looks at the crowd, and uh, Claymore's Dolph into the exposed turnbuckle. Dunn then hits a bitter end and pins Dolph. Drew raises his hand, pats him on the back, and walks away. So... Pete Dunn is our winner. After the match, Dolph Ziggler's laying in the ring in pain, and Ryan Nemeth comes out and cuts a nasty promo on Dolph, saying that the brother he looked up to is now one he looks down upon. The face of the company is now the ass of the company. Ryan says that he can outperform Dolph on every level, and it's time that TNA management saw that, and they will at Slammiversary. And that's the close of... Is that the, is this the main event of your show? No. Oh, okay. No, not even close. Right. Like, I was bad. like, I was like, damn, that's how he just ends the show like that. Like Ryan's like, no, no, th- <laughs> this, this is not the close of my show. Though Dolph should be in the main event at every show. This I is just not assumed. I just assumed Dolph yeah, is in yeah, all. No, of I still got plenty. Um, and this is. I'm gonna let everyone else go first. I'm gonna give you a four. The thing, except me, four and a half. The thing I didn't like was the Ryan stuff because I felt like you were leading towards Dolph versus um, Drew, and then all of a sudden Ryan comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So Ryan and Dolph have been having beef for a while, but uh, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So if you had left that out, I would have given you a five. So I'll give you a four and a half. I've I've got other plans for Drew. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it a three point five. Damn. All right. I think it was. Uh, I mean, it's not bad. I just, it was. It was cool. That's, that's why I gave it a three point five. Gotcha. I wasn't exact. It didn't exactly wow me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to say, I got taxed, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna tax you. It, it's just. I mean, it didn't really do. It didn't really move me like that. But. Okay, I'll take it. It yeah. wowed me. You're getting a five. Let's go. Mike is unpredictable. He's working for me this show, so I'm loving it. He's a wild card. He just wants to be different. That's what it is. That, that, that's what that's <laughs> what he's the charismatic <laughs> big brother. <laughs> There's no CM Punk on the show, so... <laughs> I'm so glad you took him from me, Kenny. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'd be getting so rated so low. 
He's like he's he's the tenth doctor that doesn't subscribe. <laughs> you know, you got none of the doctors. <laughs> well, I say, if I had CM Punk, I would have done a straight edge versus Matt Riddle feud, and that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when there's like the dentists are like nine out of ten dentists. Yeah, he's number <laughs> yeah <Mark's> <laughs> the <tenth> dentist. <laughs> I'm gonna give you because I'm kind of with Kenny. Like it's it's good, but it's like. Like I'm watching it, I'm interested. It's not the main but... event, but it's supposed to be like a really technically gifted match. But it's also supposed to tell the story of the split up of this faction. I got you. And solidify Drew moving as a baby face, and solidify Dolph as a crazy a, fucking heel. There's a lot of uh, a lot of gears moving in this match. It feels like. Okay. I'm gonna go. Oh, okay, I'm gonna go three seven five. I'll take it. Three eighty. 380, you will get a lot of the 80. New number of, new numbers just dropped. Just kidding, just kidding. 375, but Damn. like it's not, it's, it's, it's very, I feel like 350s, like $3 gets shit on, but it's not like $3, three star bag. $3 is it's some hot mid, bag. though. Yeah, yeah. It's just some mid. Right. Yeah. But nobody wants to be mid, you know, when we got all this good <laughs> stuff going on. Nobody wants to be mid. Um, so I'll, I'll take that 375 in stride. All right, my next match is going to be for the Tag Team Championships. It's going to be Edge and Christian versus Miz and Morrison. So Edge and Christian defeated Enzo and Cass at Hard Justice. Enzo was already pretty badly injured in his neck from Matt Hardy's twist of fate with the chair at lockdown. They also take out Big Cass's knee. So the next week on Impact, after Edge and Christian win, Miz and Morrison do an episode of The Dirt Sheet where they both cut a promo on them and they do like one of their parody songs where they're making fun of Edge and Christian for being like mall emos. They do like a mall screamo type song where like they wear an eyeliner and call them like shitty cosplay and teen angst and all this stuff. Yes. So they're making fun of the whole shtick of the Broken Brotherhood. Uh, the next week airs, uh, The Miz comes out and they air a little Miz and Mrs. promo. And however, it's cut off halfway through with a little, oh, get ready. And then Edge and Christian are shown in The Miz's house. Edge cuts a promo saying despite the jokes, he can see the fear in their eyes and smell it in their breath. He asks the Miz if he wants to see his wife and kids. The camera cuts to Christian, who is with a tied-up Maurice, and Christian is shown saying, Awesome! Next to a tied-up Maurice. He then tells Miz not to worry about his kids as they're there with a suitable babysitter. And then it shows like one of those, like uh, you know the cameras they put in your kids' rooms? It shows one of that, and it's got like the two cribs for Mrs. Kids, and there's Gangrel sitting in there with a rocking chair. And then Gangrel looks up at the camera, says, "See ya at Judgment Day." So, uh, Miss does Miss TV the following week uh, without Morrison, and has Beth Phoenix as his guest. Beth Phoenix says Edge hasn't hasn't been home since getting in with Gangrel and Matt Hardy. Miss gets a close up and says the rated R superstar is dead. All that's left is a hollowed out bitch in a trench coat. So, and he tells Beth not to worry about, uh, not to worry about the house as there's someone taking care of Edge's household duties. The screen shows John Morrison standing on top of Edge's car at home with a sledgehammer and says it's due for a tune up. And he destroys Edge's car. And then Morrison is then shown destroying all Edge's collectible guitars and replica belts. All the copyrighted ones blurred out. And then, (laughs) He says, see you at Judgment Day. That was good. So, 
this match, uh, the match opens with Miz and Christian, and Miz mauls Christian and doesn't even let him get a tag. Like, he throws him around. He's fucking pissed that Christian tied up his wife, so he mauls him for a little while. And that is until uh, Miz misses his dive through the corner clothesline, and Christian gets a tag to Edge, who controls the match until a hot tag to Morrison is made. A brawl in the middle of the ring is happening where Edge and Morrison are throwing strikes until Morrison kicks Edge in the head. Christian then runs around the ring and pulls Miz off the apron, and then Morrison runs and hits a springboard shooting star onto the both of them. Edge follows and spears Miz and Morrison into the barricade. Edge throws Morrison in the ring and attempts to make Morrison tap with the Educator, which is his bootleg sharpshooter. But Morrison hits an enziguri and tags the Miz. Miz hits his big swing, swinging leg DDT, and the it kicks, and then rears back for a skull-crushing finale. As the camera gets closer, you hear a crack of the chair. The camera cuts to Morrison falling from the apron and Christian holding the chair. Miz goes to help, but gets hit with the chair as well. Edge and Christian throw them in the ring, lay them flat, and set up a double concerto. Beth Phoenix runs out to the ring and pleads Edge to stop. He looks at her blankly and says, Who are you? Shoves her out of the way and hits John Morrison with the chair. Christian hits the Miz with the chair, and they walk away, exiting in the ring of fire as Beth Phoenix is calling for paramedics. So, so Miz, and Morrison, one? Miz and Morrison won by disqualification. Okay. Okay. I'll start. Okay. You know what? What's this that? was damn near perfect. I I I'm giving you five. I'm giving you five dollars. I think this was. I think the storytelling was amazing on this. The matchup is a good matchup. I would have loved to see you know Edge and Christian versus Morrison and Miz. So I think this is this is great. It's a. Mwah. Thank it's, you. Mwah. I appreciate that. Spicy meatball. I'm going to agree with Kenny, and I'm going to give you a five. I like yes. the I like the storytelling with the like the, almost the kidnapping, um, and I like heel shit. I always will love heel shit, um, and I like the fact that they they I I really like the spot where you have Beth Phoenix come out and Edge is like, "Who are you?" It's continuing the like he's possessed kind of thing you're going for. So I really like that continuation. I kind of wish that there was a clear winner, but I get why you didn't do a clear winner. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I I'm got plans give you for this feud. It, it's not ending here. So yeah. So I I and I think it's a really dope finish, a dope match. I think Miz and Morrison, Morrison as a team are underrated. I agree. So, um, and Edge and Christian are Edge and Christian and they're great. So yeah, I'm going to give you a five. Let's go. I'm interested to see what Mike says. I'm going to give you half a Ty Dillinger. Five. Let's go. Five. <laughs> this might All be right. my show where I finally do this damn thing. <laughs> I so was surprised Mike gave you a five. I was uh, too. I, I mean, he's ripping off me with the brood, but that's fine. I that's had the members first like and the music. <laughs> you just got the name, and I gave them <laughs> I respected your copyright. I gave them a new name. I have... I have better music, anyways. <laughs> He's got Buck Cherry playing. It's like, no. <laughs> Definitely don't. Three Days yeah. Grace. Three Days. Uh, okay, that would actually Rev, be good, though. Ref Theory. So <laughs> Ref Theory. <laughs> right, Keith, what are you rating this? Uh, I'm going to give you fives across the board. Let's fucking go. 
<laughs> it was really good. I feel like Gangrel and Christian and Edge probably be in jail for everything by now. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Teddy Long threatened them with you know the shooters, and that didn't work. So the law <laughs> cannot stop this. This is supernatural power at work. All right. So I got a couple more matches. My next match is going to be an impromptu number one contender match between Drew McIntyre and Batista. So how this Wait, comes about. No, he was a referee. Special. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. So Drew walks into Teddy's office and said he didn't get paid to be a ref. He He's cut the dead weight, and he wants another chance at the big match. Teddy says he understands how he feels, but he also knows there's another guy in the locker room that wants a chance at the big match. So you are going to go one-on-one -on -one with the Animal Batista for a chance at whoever survives the Hardy compound. So, and, the, and they will... You're going one-on-one -on -one with the Batista? <laughs> I said the animal Batista, sorry. The the Batista. Batista. The That's Batista. my TNA version. What's the Batista doing in the impact? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Drew and Batista leave it all in the ring. Big spine busters and spears from Dave. Drew doing front flips out of the ring, hitting broken dreams, and getting in a big superplex. The match seems to be over when Batista lands a Batista bomb in the center ring. But Drew back rolls out of the pin forces himself back up and Claymore's Batista while he's in the sitting position. And with his last wind, gets the arm over Batista for a dramatic pin. One, two, three. Damn, that's a pretty tight spot. Okay, like he so kicks out, rolls out of it. Yeah. And then just so, gets a Claymore and then with his last breath just fucking gets the arm over. So I love the finish. And I like who won. I don't like the build. Okay. I don't like the impromptu just walking to the office. Yeah, yeah I understand. I just, you know, know he was involved in another feud, and this is what he's kind of moving on to. And Batista, you know, wants a rematch, but he's already lost the rubber match to The Undertaker. This was right. the best possible way. So I didn't have like a feud with them. They're just two guys who want to, you know, they're both baby faces at this point. They both want a big match. I don't Here's know. I feel like the match. Teddy Long shit, too. To, to yeah, to say, you're going yeah, well, yeah. with Batista. It would be Teddy Long to do that, but also, like I said earlier, I feel like Drew should be go moving towards Dolph more. Something yeah. with Dolph, and it feels like we're like he he turned on Dolph, and then like nothing's gonna happen with it. Well, um, yeah, yeah. you don't know that though. I don't know that, but it feels that way. So that's what I got to go off of, and um, I think the match itself would be okay. Um. I'm going to give you three and a half. Okay. I'll take it. Damn. I feel like that's a dope match, and that's something that could happen too, right? Yeah. Like, you might have just WWE booked your uh, WrestleMania Batista, 38. Batista got, Batista got retired by the GOAT, so it's, it can't happen. He did not get retired by Ziggler, even though you want that to happen didn't, in my world. <laughs> didn't Triple H get retired by The Undertaker, so... <laughs> Triple H got retired. That was, no, that, was, that, was the, that was the end of an era. The era got retired. Not, oh, okay. not Triple H. <laughs> so Keith, what, me. what are you giving this? I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you four stars. I feel like it's a good match and they're gonna it's gonna be really hard hitting. I don't really feel like it should be a long match. It'd be about like maybe fifteen to seventeen. That's a long match. <laughs> I, maybe I just don't know uh, wrestling time. I don't know. Fifteen to seventeen feels. I don't like know. Wrestling time to me is always is like 
is that like does feel like a long match for those two big guys. Maybe two, maybe like uh, thirteen then. A good ten, yeah, that's better. Ten to thirteen probably. Maybe it's not gonna be like incredibly long like main events here, but it's gonna be like a still solid like match. Yeah. Like it's not gonna be like decisive squash. It's gonna give you your money's worth. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. I'm with that match. Um, so yeah, did I did I say yet? Yeah, you told me four. Four, cool. You get a four for me too. I'll take it. I feel like um, gonna go five. No, I'm 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 going with a four as well. I'm right. just not, I'm not really a fan of Drew McIntyre like wrestling style. But no, you know I don't like the main yeah. event wrestling. I but. didn't like him until like I saw him in NXT doing like more athletic shit and I saw him get over like I didn't like the Claymore as a finisher until he started doing like the countdown and then some of the surprise ones. Really? Like he, yeah. when he became a baby face is when the Claymore grew on me as a finisher. You and like when he was doing it with the and when he, yeah, I do like the countdown. It's fun. <laughs> and when he was doing it with Dolph Zigzag, that shit was sick. Um, yeah. um, all right. So that's the last live match that's happening. And I'll explain. Live why. match. I'll explain. So the it's next match will be The Undertaker <laughs> versus Matt Hardy in an eternal deletion match at the Hardy compound. Is this the main event? Yes. Okay. So, note for the best cinematic experience. The fans are given the fans of the front row are allowed to sit on the ring and on the ramp to watch the match. They're given snacks, drinks, and 3D glasses to watch in 3D. <laughs> we treat our fans right for the cinematic match. They're not just gonna sit in their seats. Wait, wait, so you have this in 3D. What if I fucking I'm poor? I have to sit in the back with no 3D glasses. <laughs> no, no fucking everybody snacks. gets everybody gets snacks and 3D glasses, but the people in the front rows. They, they get just to like, sit on the ramp and in the ring and stuff like that. Just so you know, <laughs> it's not awkward. And everybody, it's just a cool experience. Do something nice for our fans. Probably employ some, like, you know, <laughs> people that need it to, you know, give out all those snacks, shit like that. Just a nice little thing to do for the community and for the fans. Sounds good. Nice on the show, snacks. What's you up? can't be too nice on the show because, you know, it'll... it'll, <laughs> it'll I know, it'll, it'll but that's just you. for the fans. This is for the match. Because, you know, it's a cinematic <laughs> match, and people are wondering during cinematic matches, okay, well, then what the fuck are the fans doing? So I'm giving them, like, a cool little cinematic experience and giving them some kind of different going on. I'm a fan right now, and I don't have any snacks. Mail me <laughs> snacks. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll mail you some of my fruit snacks from my cabinet. <laughs> and say, watch this fantasy match I came up with. So... The Undertaker makes a statement at Hard Justice, but he decisively beats Jeff Hardy and gives him multiple tombstones onto a steel chair following the match. Matt Hardy has a vignette the next week on Impact saying that The Undertaker is a costume, and the man, Brother Calloway, is nothing more than an egomaniac lacking the putzpah to put vessels in haddocks. He will be deleted. <laughs> he will be deleted, and the action, <laughs> and the action that does not stop will belong to me. Says not yeah TNA to play on the name Matt Hardy talking the broken gimmick. Um, so the next week Taker cuts a promo from the graveyard saying that he has endured everything a body can endure and placed each challenge beneath the dirt. Matt Hardy will be what's that? You could have just said from his home. From his home. Matt Hardy will be put to rest. His soul will know only limbo as there is no place for him beyond this life. Matt Hardy will be deleted eternally. So. The match begins with The Undertaker driving up to the Hardy compound in a hearse. He steps out, and he sees Matt Hardy laying on the front lawn in a lawn chair with shades and shorts on at night. Taker approaches, and Hardy says, Senor Benjamin, begin the festivities. And then Senor Benjamin presses a big red button, and out up inflates a bouncy house and a bunch of Easter inflatables, such as bunnies, 
carrots, and fucking eggs. This is in April <laughs> when this is happening, so it's around Easter season. And pastel <laughs> balloons saying eternity on them. So, uh, so the Undertaker observes his surroundings, as he, but he, you see he's popped in the face with a giant, uh, with a projectile Easter egg, and gets poison mist all over his face, the green mist. Hardy yells, catch me if you can, Brother Calloway, and runs <laughs> out of his lawn chair. And Undertaker kind of wipes his face and chasing after him. Taker, Taker wipes his face trying to chase Hardy, but Hardy keeps throwing projectile Easter eggs and missing. This leads them to the shed with a wrestling ring. Taker has Hardy cornered against the mower of lawn, but Hardy throws an egg at Taker that bursts in the flames, temporarily setting him on fire for a second. <laughs> Hardy throws Taker into the steps and takes control, beating him with various weapons. He throws Taker. Wait, wait, wait. How, is, <laughs> I don't think that was, that's how physics or chemistry or science. This is the broken universe, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say They got special <laughs> effects on their side, too. You, so, you like, just got to get, get into it. This is not live. This is this is you know special effects and all that going on. True, true. The TV magic. They did shoot fireworks at each other. Yeah, yeah. So he throws uh, Taker into the ring and removes a turnbuckle, revealing an Easter egg, and he yells, Magnificent Discovery! And then he turns around and takes a big uppercut from the Undertaker. Undertaker <laughs> opens the eggs and dumps Legos onto the ring floor. Uh, and then he chokeslams Matt Hardy onto the Legos. Matt Hardy rolls out of the ring and runs away, but Taker... Catches him, throwing him into the lawnmower, or the mower of lawn, excuse me, into the chair of wheels, and the inflatables near the lawn where this started. He puts Hardy through a table with all the snacks on it, and Hardy crawls towards the bouncy house. Taker follows. <laughs> so he, he gets in the bouncy house, and they're in the bouncy house, and Taker puts him up for a tombstone. Matt Hardy laughs and says, just as I planned. And then Taker slams him down for the tombstone, and the camera goes to outside the bouncy house, and the bouncy house explodes as best as TNA can produce it. Not quite Michael Bay, but better than <laughs> AEW. <laughs> so the bouncy house explodes after, tomb after Undertaker tombstones Hardy onto it. Uh, the camera goes out. Uh, the camera goes back into the scene where everything is looking destroyed and covered in soot. Hardy is crawling towards the river of reincarnation. Taker steps on his hand and says, off to purgatory, known as the card of middle. And grabs his throat for a choke slam. <laughs> Matt Hardy then kicks the Undertaker in the nuts, and then puts his arm over his shoulder and side effects Undertaker into the River of Reincarnation. <laughs> and then the camera goes over and shows the TNA title covered in soot, and the screen goes to black. John, did you make up all these names, or did you? <laughs> uh, such no. as. No, the Lake of Reincarnation is part of the Hardy lore, so, so is the yeah. Mower of Lawn and the Chair of Wheels. That's all shit from like the okay, other deletion okay. matches. Um, but I came up with all like the Easter shit, the Bouncy House, and, like <laughs> uh, the Card of Middle, <laughs> yeah, and then the action that does not stop and things like that. I'm using Matt Hardy speak because he talks like that in the Broken Gimmick. When they were in the Bouncy <laughs> House, and he goes to Tombstone him. They bounce. They're not jumping and then they're fighting. <laughs> And Matt Hardy says, just as I planned. Is he saying that from his head being good? <laughs> I imagine it's got like a camera angle on Matt Hardy's face like below the Undertaker's Oh, no, no, you're still going to be x rated now. It's going to be x rated now. Because you can't, you can't have Matt Hardy muffled. Like, oh, my, show is called, my show is called TNA, baby. It was, oh, he has a hot dog in his mouth. <laughs> like, so fucking, I'm giving you $5. because that's Let's go. wild. 
uh, everyone gets popcorn. You destroyed the table with Demone snacks. Uh, <laughs> that was wild. Everything you said. <laughs> I wanted to be like a Matt Hardy. Be like, original. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to use the shit that had just been done before. I wanted to do it my own, and it's in April, so I decided you know Easter theme would be pretty funny. But then you did um, it with callbacks. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm gonna give you a. F- Kenny go fucking five. He's confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm stuck between two different ones. All right. You said the right number when you said two different. Ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I was going with two. I will oh, say no. I was thoroughly entertained. I think it was just as wild as my hardcore match. <laughs> Remember I when I gave your hardcore way. match, Kenny? Don't do this. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it was so wild. <laughs> like, I'm not really a fan of cinematic matches. So first of all, that's, that's, uh, that's even though you did one. Yeah, even though I did, I did that for you guys. I'm not going to lie. That's the one time I painted y'all. It's like, y'all, y'all probably like that. I didn't know you but hated cinematic matches. I, I do. I, I just prefer straight up wrestling matches. But that one, uh, you get the two because it entertained me. It would have just been a one, but the two entertained me. It was, I was Damn, into I thought it. you liked that. Damn. Pain, but I, I no, guess that's my tax for the whole show. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll give you two. I'll give you two point five. I'll go up two point five. Right I thought I, I thought it was hilarious though. And then with that, now Keith pointing out him talking in the tombstone position. Now that's all I can think of, <laughs> and it pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> I just I think like about him was, talking like that. <laughs> I feel like when he was throwing eggs at him too, like they're exploding as they hit the ground or some shit. Like, <laughs> um, question. Yeah. So the so the finish it's the Undertaker goes to put him in the choke slam right yes and then Hardy changes it to a side effect do they both go into the river yes they both go in and nobody knows what happens after the TNA title is just shown covered in soot from the explosion and the screen goes to black so 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 we don't know what happened to your world world title yes world. nobody knows mm. that's a bold move though. That is a bo- I low key want. There is to watch impact. Going on. Um, I low key want to bring my grade up just a little bit more because I feel like that's going to have me intrigued to know what happens next. You can period. bring it up anytime, babe. Uh, I'm gonna give you a. I'm gonna give you a. <laughs> He's getting stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck. You can't commit to a number. Like, yeah, I can't. It's going. Like, it's, it's going it starts with an F. It I'm gonna so give you. A, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a four. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a four. <laughs> um, like I, I like the end, but I also hate the end. Like, I, I <laughs> well, like you don't know the, what the end is until you watch. You're not satisfied with what you. Right. Yeah, I'm not I do have written down what happens the next week on Impact. You just want to know. I can save that for next week. But I would kind of be like. I would I like it, but then I would also kind of be pissed if like I was watching the pay per view expecting a finish to my world championship match, and then that was just the end. I'd be like, "What the fuck was that?" So I'm gonna give you a. And as someone who doesn't watch weekly, I mean, yeah, I don't watch weekly. I probably would be annoyed that I'm, I wouldn't watch. We it wouldn't force me to watch weekly. I would just go on YouTube and find what fucking happened. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I would just go with the four. I wanted to give a reason to watch weekly, and also I because it's not like my big show. I wanted to end right. on a nice cliffhanger just to be interesting. 
Well, hey, yeah. I so, have the big show. Yeah, I'm, I'm suing you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not the big show, so um, I don't get sued. Well, you you said his name. Uh, I'm going with a four as well. I'll take it. Mostly because I I like it, but I'm not the hugest fan of cinematic matches. Damn, I wish I had known that the others hate cinematic matches. I think hey, I, I do think you did a good job of embracing the Hardy uh, Broken Universe, which I rewatched some of it on Impact Plus this weekend, so it's fresh in my mind. And that would a lot of that would shit that would happen in the Hardy compound. Like when they brought back when there were four willows at one point. Yeah, yeah. Hey, they used man. TV magic for those. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I did the fire spot too and didn't even question the physics. <laughs> I was like, when, fuck it. TV when magic. Matt Hardy listens to this uh, at his lovely home with his wife and children, as he always does, they let's sit around the 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 queen. Uh, yeah, yeah, they the sit. We, oh, yeah, we, we stand. stand the queen. But when they sit around the fire and they listen to this episode of Book It as they always do on a weekly basis, I feel like he's going to first of all write down some of your ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, he's going to be tweeting five dollars for you. He's going to. I hope so. I hope. I hope I get. I get. Hope we get Matt Hardy's vote on that. I, I don't know what Brother Callaway will think, but I think. I think Matt Hardy will like it. He's uh, not going to like it. Let me tell you. <laughs> so do do y'all want to know what happens next week on Impact, or do you want me to save that for next show? Save it for next show. Save, save, it, for, save it for next show. I know y'all are pissed about the cliffhangers. I yeah, like, oh. yeah. I do. I do want to know what what um, Undertaker converts back to Texas. Uh, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be the the act his character in Suburban Commando. <laughs> Texas Red, baby. Texas and I'll say this too, you. like. I did. I'm not gonna lie. I did want to change my score up, but then I remember this is this is the world title. Like, like this is, and it was such a silly match. And like, I don't know. It's just so you can I still put keeping, it up. Don't worry. So I'm keeping my score. It was Damn. going up. Like the, the ending brought it up to a three, and then I remember this is for your world title. And I just feel like that's. I just feel like it's kind of. I mean, I understand what you're trying to do. It is a very very bold move. But it's just it's the world title, and it's just kind of like ah. I was deciding between like revealing that or like not, but I just felt the cliffhanger was the best move for what I'm doing long term. So I gotta let the long term story prevail over short term decisions, as I've done, which it's kicked my ass in some ways. But I, I gotta tell my story the right way. <laughs> so all right, I'll, I'll take my overall ratings, but. All right, I think we're passing around for plugs before we end the show, fellas. Is that correct? Because yeah. I got no more for you guys. Correct. Do you want to start with your plug? Uh, my only plug is to have a good night, everybody. Oh, my oh, that was really sweet. <laughs> oh, that was really sweet. I'd be tweeting, so follow me on Twitter at DamoneyColt. That's D-A-M-O-N-E-Y-C-L-O-T, like the team. Go Colts, as always, going to win the Super Bowl. Um, okay, huh? Don't laugh at that, <laughs> huh? Kenny. Kenny, of all people, you're a Denver huh? fan, you don't get to laugh at that. He's about to get um, Aaron Rodgers. One one decade. <laughs> He's about to get Aaron Rodgers, another oh, stolen, another stolen quarterback. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I'd be tweeting. Um, also, I need to start doing. Um, guess the wrestler again. It's, I'm gonna do that sometime this week and pick that back up because that's gonna be a TikTok exclusive, which you can follow me on t- on TikTok at the Money Call as well. 
I know it's going to be on me. Got him. All right. Um, you can catch me on that guy spoken every social media. Um, I've been doing my thing on TikTok lately. You know, numbers going crazy. Um, check me out on um, the bad guy. Check my check my podcast, Bad Guy Spoken Podcast. You know, where we give our unpopular opinion and you know, very, 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 very hot takes and um, pretty much a uncensored show. Maybe say Launch your show on the internet for sure. Very raunchy. Yeah. So um, we, we aren't canceled yet. Um, the hundredth episode comes out um, tomorrow, actually. Woo! Woo! Yeah. And um. Check out um, Bad Guy Versus, a uh, video game show we do with all the cast of the Bad Guy. We always play video games against each other to see who wins the Golden Chicken Award and who wins the Shitty Boy Award. So, <laughs> so definitely check that out. Um, check us out on. Uh, we got the Food Truck Friday. We also have um, Pizza Connoisseurs, the Jukebox, a new show we have out now. Um, and I'm trying to give out my top fives as well. So, yeah, definitely check us out. Hey, Monday Night's Game Night. And just check me out on T13 Media, just playing video games and shit. All right. Um, you can find me on Twitter, H-I-F-I underscore M-I-K-E. So, Hi-Fi underscore Mike. Find me on TikTok at Hi-Fi Mike, no underscore H-I-F-I M-I-K-E. <sighs> send, send him your airsoft. TikToks, yes, but don't expect all your airsoft TikToks. But don't expect him to say anything back ever. Oh well, you you <laughs> sent me like a thousand TikTok messages. Like I look at my phone, it's like you True. received a TikTok message, and then I'll just I'll go in like a week or so and I'll look at them. All. And you see all forty-seven that I sent you. Yes, we 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 <laughs> send them. We regularly everyone else sends them to each other. I'll get like five at like four in the morning from John. Like three, <laughs> yeah. three I wake up in the Penny. middle of the night and TikTok Shoot. honestly. Three from Kenny, two from Mike, one or three or four from Keith, and we just like, rotate them. You're not, you got to get in the rotation. Yeah, right? join the rotation, the rotation, listeners. Throw it in rotation. <laughs> all right, do, do the plugs, Keith. All right, all right. You can follow me personally at Keith underscore the Chief on Twitter, where uh, if you tell me your favorite wrestler, I'll tell you why they're not better than the Miz. Uh, you can follow me, book it at at book it t one three on Twitter or go to Facebook where you can find everything we do on the T13 Media Facebook page. Go to t13media.com slash shows to find all of our shows, including Bad Guys Spoken, Primetime with Travi T, Debatable, and Book It, a wrestling podcast. <clears throat> While you're there, stop off at our show at our store and get yourself a T13 Media uh, shirt, Bad Guys Spoken hoodie, uh, Book It pajamas, um, also, throughout the month of June, we are going to be doing a special promotion uh, in support of Black Lives Matter, where we will be selling uh, any any sales of our Black Lives Matter shirt. Uh, will go to the proceeds will go directly to charity. Um, we haven't decided which charity yet, but we will be announcing that soon. Yeah, so look out for details on that. It'll be. It's going to start like in the next couple of weeks and it'll go pretty much all the way through June. It doesn't necessarily have to be a shirt. It's just the Black Lives Matter design. So you can get it on like a mug or jammies or anything. Black Ooh, Lives it, Matter. Get it on your PJs. That'd be dope. The more expensive you shirt you buy, the more money gets donated. That's true. So give That's us true. your money. You buy a That's hoodie, give- more money is going to go towards the charity. But actually give them your money. All right, but uh, that was Book It. See ya.
Bye.